What are we calling the show this year? This is the Patriots pregame show, presented by Duncan. Patriots chinwag. Patriots before the game show. Jones, he's throwing it toward Hey, it's the Patriots. The Patriots pregame show is your source for all the latest news and information before every game. He took it to the house again! Here we and go! The Patriots take the lead! With Hardy. These two, they're the two best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Mike Dassault. I mean, it's social. <laughs> Demented but, and sad, but, but social. social. Paul Perillo. Can't believe we're off the rails <laughs> three minutes into uh, I'm sorry, did you want to talk about the game? And Tamara Brown. Since I joined the show over the summer, there's been a lot less football time. <laughs> Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show, presented by Duncan. I can't wait. Now, actually, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to start this off on a false narrative. I could wait. I could wait another twenty or thirty minutes. But if you, if you want me to to come into the to game number one of the preseason with the can't wait attitude, I'll fake it. You ready? You want to do it? You don't want to re rack it. You want to start the show? Let's do it. Welcome in to the show, Hardy, Mike Dassault, Tamara Brown, Paul Perillo. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. You guys never left. You never leave. You're always here. That is true. I got to be honest, though, Hardy. Part of the excitement of tonight, yes, the Patriots are playing, but it's getting to have you back in the studio <laughs> and work with you. That's the excitement for me right now. What's been going on? Tell me a story. Before we begin this Patriots pregame show, Fueled by Duncan, and remember, Patriots fans, it's always game on with Duncan, which is why grabbing a coffee is the most important game day ritual. Because the best call for football is Duncan, the official coffee of the New England Patriots. America runs on Duncan. Tell me your best story of the preseason, of summer, of training camp. Just give me a little something, Deuce. Give me a little slice of life. Football or, yeah, or whatever. Football, Doesn't whatever. matter. No, I got, I went, I'm in on vacation. Tamara's got a great story about a photo she took 15 <laughs> minutes ago, and she she, she tells the hell it. out of it. But I'm a, I'll save that for a second. You go first. Well, I was I was gonna uh, I was gonna highlight my vacation to, to Maui, but I wanted to give oh, you know don't. thoughts for the fires that are going did you go on to out Maui there for real. We really oh, did. Like a we, month were, ago. we were right in Lahaina where uh, where it burned down. So not to bring you know the showdown. Obviously, we're uh, you know concerned everybody over there terrible what happened but that was the first thing that came to mind so i had a wonderful vacation there but it's obviously uh crazy right there now so it, i mean i was only once for my honeymoon it was 20 years ago and we were in lahaina i bought a book there i remember that did you read it i did heart of the ocean it's a great book so was uh, oh, that like the titanic the no like no it's not that it's not the, maybe heart of the sea is actually the name of the book it's about a whaling <laughs> vessel i'll tell you about it later um <laughs> but we had lunch there and we went on a whale watch 45 later yeah. Like like for like you know in between Jaws talk. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. We All can. Right. I just we want can, to make sure. We All can right. do two hours of of <laughs> Lahaina talk because it's a beautiful town. Devastating what's yeah. happened there. A friend of mine has a trip booked there for a month from now. Um, obviously, she's not you know worried about herself or her own. You know, vacation be just so worried for all the people there in a beautiful town. Terrible, yeah. devastated. I know we have listeners in Hawaii, so I hope everybody is safe. But it is uh, it's just awful, yeah. awful what's going on. Yeah, I met a Patriots Unfiltered listener, actually, while I was in, in Hawaii. One of the few times I've gotten, like, noticed. Huh? It came up to me. Of course, none of my family so, was well, with hold, me. Hold on a second. <laughs> It was a, it, Somebody recognized you and brag. came I up to you? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Oh, like I it doesn't believe, happen I to you guys all the time. 
<laughs> no, it was great. It was great. I mean, someone was walking by. It's like, deuce out of nowhere. And, Were you uh, wearing a Patriots like, logo? Surprisingly, no. He had a Patriots unfiltered T-shirt on. <laughs> yes. That said his name, I Mike like, I, I, had a, I had a boom box, and it was playing Patriots unfiltered. And I was just standing there waiting for somebody to maybe. But no, none of my family was with me, so nobody believed me. He's so. wearing a Tom Cruise-like T-shirt from The Color of Money. It just said Vince. <laughs> Vince. Across, yeah. It says deuce. deuce. I, should, I like that. I'm going to steal there. that. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you had a good trip. But, uh, yeah, our heart goes out to uh, the people in uh, in Maui. Tamara, you got a good off-season story to get things rolling here on this uh, Patriots uh, preseason game number one pregame show? I don't. You gave mine away already. The photo that you took a little mm-hmm. while ago. Where did you take the photo? Up in our influencer suite. What so is that? If there are any influencers on here, content creators listening right now, Get in contact with us because we have an influencer suite and we would love to have you out to enjoy the game, take pictures, create content, collab, all the things. I still don't get it. So you go to a, you <laughs> go not, to a different not, place not, to take it, a. Fu- it's, it's not, not for, for us. Me. There's it's a whole us. like balloons. There's a lot of balloons. little suite <laughs> with food. Is it like an like, actual suite that they've yeah. taken away from a paying like sponsor and blown up balloons and put <laughs> things in there? I'm just curious to the finances it's ideal for social media i mean it's, it's ideal great for pictures social. <laughs> like and, you know, just picture like the Why tiktok aesthetic ask that question the tiktok I aesthetic wish i had answers for you <laughs> like just think of tiktok and instagram like all those fabulous photos that you see instagram influencers take it's gonna happen in our suite in the stadium okay what I, the stuff that i look at uh, on instagram or tiktok which are i'm just now learning when you go on instagram and start looking at the reels those are a lot of those are from tiktok my algorithm shows me mostly people falling down and hurting themselves. What? That's what is I get. Going on? A, 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 pure a, comedy. Pure comedy. A, a, a lot of bicycle and skateboarding uh, type of injuries and stuff like that, and golf. That's mostly what I get. So it's it's usually based off things that you've been googling or searching, or like, <laughs> are you googling those things? That tracks. Yeah. Guy falling okay. off bike. That checks out. <laughs> Give it to me now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's no. What about, what about a, just picture, a scooter? Pictures about of one? beautiful people like you standing in front of like uh, beautiful backdrops. Bones. Not once has that popped up in my feed. Well, now because now your we'll, phone is now, listening oh, to us have this conversation, yep. it's going to pop up. Which, that's by true. the way, I don't mind. <laughs> people talk about that all the time. It's like, dude, your phone is listening to me. I said, I know it's great. I was looking for shoes. And then <laughs> I, and I mentioned it. And here's an ad from DSW. This is It makes my life easier. It does. I have nothing to hide. Help me. Help me. Help me spend my money. Freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> I don't... Uh, you know what? That also bit. tracks. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, see, you bet, you yeah. Got, you I, like, I was joking around today. Like, you guys know, yeah, no, I'm not a big live music guy. Concerts, you know, not really for me. So last right? concert you saw? Um, Earth, Wind & Fire, 2007 Super Bowl. <laughs> well, there's been a few <laughs> post post games. J Lo after party. J Lo, <laughs> Pitbull. You know those yeah. you non know, Super Bowl party. Yeah, non Super Bowl. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute, as the kids <laughs> like to say. Okay. Um, so I'm not a big concert goer, but every time Earth, Wind, and Fire is in town, I get the notification on my phone. Right. And I know that's only because I'm always talking about Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> or because I've never seen them. Like, <laughs> I've never gone to a concert. <laughs> I've never paid to go see them. I saw them after the Super Bowl one year. Um, what what type of... <laughs> this is going to be funny. What type of music streaming service do you use? <laughs> Radio. <laughs> whatever's on the phone here. Am- <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> AM. <laughs> no, a- I, whatever the, am- the, what is it, Amazon Music on Oh, here? you do use yeah. that. All yeah. right. Well, it's all connected. It's probably just picking it up from there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. you got nothing to hide. you got nothing to be ashamed of. 
Paul, you got a good story from the uh, from the off season, from the preseason, from ch- from camp, anything? Do I have any good stories, Mike? I mean, the punting battle's been all Paul's talking <laughs> about the whole time, so we can't get him to shut up about that. <laughs> I don't think I have anything worthy of sharing, but I'm sure something will come to me later. Okay. Well, great start to the season. Uh, Really good stuff. Let us do an actual pregame show here today by talking about the keys to the game. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Keys to the game are brought to you by Mike, Paul, me, and Tamara. Without these keys, the Patriots won't. Oh, don't lose this one tonight. you got to get off to a good start in the preseason. I like it. Whatever you do. Don't let us lose this one. Don't. (laughs) Uh, Mike, you're up first. Key, uh, your key to tonight's game. Now, obviously. (laughs) Checks notes. (laughs) No. The the win and the loss, not as important. So what different keys for the preseason for sure. I think, I mean, I think we're probably similar, uh, area but find some gamers you know hey we got a game here it's going to be live let's just see maybe some guys pop a little bit you know i remember julian edelman returning a punt you know his rookie year just you know what what guys kind of show up the lights come on the game is real tackling is real uh there's plenty of guys and candidates to to consider i mean i i was a little bit facetious about paul in the punting battle but you know i do think the punters the kickers um some of the young cornerbacks and and certainly some of the young offensive linemen that uh with you know, some of the issues that they've had along the offensive line, be great to get those guys some experience tonight. You know, maybe some of them have a good game, something to build off of over the next couple of weeks, and they can provide some valuable depth that I think they really need along the offensive line. Find somebody to pop in some way that catches Bill Belichick's eye and says, you know what, we got a football player here. Not yeah. sure exactly how or where, but... Like Gunner. Remember Gunner a few years? I mean, sure. I know I know that I know I'm calling Gunner. I know, I know. But still, I think with that Giants game, he made, he made the team with playing cornerback, playing low receiver, you know, guys like that. They, they have those performances that kind of, you know, are notable and, and carry over and, and help guys win jobs. All right, I like it. Tamara, you got a key? My key is don't backtrack. So the offense has had some days where they've had a pop or two. Yeah. They've had a lot of highlights. I feel like the last few days of camp, like they've kind of gotten in a little groove here. Not all the way. They still have some kinks. But I would love to see them keep moving in that direction and not go backwards. So, um, as far as the offense goes, that's my focus is on them. Obviously, we won't see Mac Jones or anyone out there, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. But um, I think it'll be a great day for them to kind of see our running backs, see our young wide receivers, Kayshawn Booty, obviously, yeah. um, Douglas. Like I think this could be a good day for them and kind of see where our offense is. No backtrack tracks. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one for <laughs> preseason game number one, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with these guys. Uh, you know, the offense to me is what I'm what I'm going to be focused on, and I think that uh, we're probably not going to see a lot of front line guys, but I think we will see three young receivers, and that's uh, Demario Douglas, Kayshawn Booty, and most importantly, out of these three, I think Tyquan Thornton. So I'd like to see those guys uh, early in the game get involved. I'm hoping. I'm not sure this will be the case. I'm hoping Bailey Zappi starts and maybe gets you know ten or twelve plays and they get a chance to get some connections. Maybe one or two of those guys can catch one or two passes each um, and maybe have some some confidence. They should be playing. I mean, I don't know who Houston's going to play, but they have some young talent. Um, you know, Stingley's one of their – Daryl Stingley, one of their um, – Derek Stingley, not Daryl. Um, one of their corners. I think you have a chance to see some of those guys. So it's not just about playing against guys that won't be in the league. 
early in the game, I'd like to see a little flash from some of those young receivers. I like it. Um, if they play. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Who knows? Uh, my key was to crowd Stroud because, <laughs> because it rhymed. It does. So <laughs> You are nothing if not consistent. Take it, you know, for whatever you mean. Now, honestly, I think this season is setting up. As Tamara mentioned, the inconsistency that we've seen from the offense throughout camp. And I know there are days when they are working on certain things, mm-hmm. and they probably tell the defense, hey, take it easy, we're working on some stuff. I, I don't give full credit to either side for having great days or bad days because there are days when you're working on certain things. But if you, if you, you know, make me decide, I'd say the defense is just better personnel-wise, on paper, talent, whatever, than the offense is. So let's see a little something out of the defense here tonight. We're not going to have a ton of starters out there playing on offense. So let's see the defense get into the backfield, make a mess of things for C.J. Stroud, who is reportedly getting the start tonight for Houston, and see if you can't like show up a little bit early and maybe set the tone for this season, which could very well be a defense that keeps you in games and allows you the opportunity to be close or, heaven forbid, have a lead in the fourth quarter. I think I think the best the Patriots can hope for, just based on what their schedule looks like, who they'll be facing in the division, is to keep it close. Keep a lot of these games close against Buffalo. If Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and playing that well for the Jets and their defense is back, you're gonna, you've got some tough competition this year, so keep it close. And how do you keep it close? With your defense. You're not going to get into shootouts with these teams. I don't think that's a reasonable expectation for the Patriots this year. But I liked the defense last year. I think I like them again this year. Let's see something tonight mm-hmm. out of the defense. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I do like about your um, key, Hardy, is Stroud specifically. Just that, that, that individual. I don't know who's going to play defensively for the Patriots, but even if you can get a couple of guys that will be involved in the Patriots defense during the course of the season to get a couple of reps tonight against a guy that can move around in CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, like a key on white, you know, could we get a little key on white tonight? I mean, maybe I think so. I right. Hope so. so that might give him some experience playing against some of those zone reads and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, getting disciplined against a mobile quarterback, keeping your containment, that, that could be valuable for him, say, a month from now when Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. Yeah, I do wonder how much we're going to see C.J. Stroud. And, I mean, you mentioned. Yeah, he's, I know, think he'll start. I don't know how much he'll play. Yeah, and, that, and, and even that, how much he's going to play, how much is he going to actually run the ball? You know, are they going to yeah. let him even do the read option stuff? But I, I do think, to your Paul, point, Paul, it was, you know, interesting this week in practice. You saw them repping that stuff. They were giving Malik Cunningham a chance to run some of that kind of uh, uh, offensive. Yeah, some of those uh, scout things. looks, absolutely. So now is that, you know, what they're preparing for with the Texans or – are they even going to you know, maybe run Malik Cunningham a little bit with some of that stuff of, of their own? That, I think that might be a possibility as well. It's, it's just tough. You never know exactly who's going to play, and it, it's hard to extrapolate a performance by the offense or defense tonight, meaning something for the actual offense yeah, or that's defense why I meant, like the That's starters. why I liked Hardy's thing, Crowd Stroud. You know, I know you, you were being snappy. Um, but just the fact, like, I, I don't care like, if they lose 34 to nothing or win 34 to nothing, but – that they might get a chance to run some plays against yeah. that style of quarterback that could help them. Yeah. yeah. And again, I don't know how many of them will be out there. We'll see. And I saw it too. I was like looking through Twitter brief- briefly before the game and they were saying this could be a good game for Stroud to be playing against a complex defense. Obviously, the R starters won't be playing that much, if at all. But they're like, you know, for him to be able to come into the NFL and play against a defense like the Patriots, you know, could be helpful for them too. I think so. I mean, you wonder how much they're going to spin the dial on him. I mean, mm-hmm. C. Belichick seems like a lot and team 
team periods, he spins the dial no matter what. They always say these, you know, preseason games are very vanilla. They're not going to run mm-hmm. a lot of crazy stuff, but I think the Patriots still are going to do what they do. And, you know, to your point, Hardy, it's it's largely the same defense back. Devin McCourty's out. They've added, you know, some promising rookies that have been getting some some quality snaps. Certainly Christian Gonzalez. I, I don't yep. know if we'll see him tonight, but uh, how's it all going to come together on defense with some of those new pieces? And on the back end without McCourty, I think those are the big questions. I think it would just be fun for Stroud to get his welcome to the NFL moment, <laughs> you know, on the field tonight. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him to get hurt or anything, but – I, I was talking to uh, Ted Johnson yesterday, I guess. He was he was on with us on the Sports Hub. And I said, did you have a, a welcome to the NFL moment? He's like, absolutely. Well, like, first game. And he's out there, and he was, you know, he's a second-round draft pick, so he feels like, okay, I, I can play, but you're not sure, and you're out there, you know, like, bringing it. And a couple, I can't remember the story. would be better if I could remember, because, Paul, you would know who these players were, but offensive <laughs> linemen, I think, for the Raiders they were playing and he said oh look at 53 over here he really came to play today and they were giving ted a hard time he was 53 52 he was 52 he's like oh 52 came that, to play. great story <laughs> anyway he said i i was Who had 446 for the first time i made fun of Hardy. that's a cool story <laughs> yeah yeah I d- I'm just, I mean, you i'm an encyclopedic knowledge of every player's like, number no, for not. the last 25 years um, for <laughs> the record mike is the one who corrected you on the number not paul <laughs> whatever <laughs> yes thank you him trying to get through the line he said these guys were so big yeah. and so fast he couldn't believe how fast they were he said you know we played nebraska and th- that <laughs> offensive line, he's like, I'm convinced yeah. they were all on the juice. They oh, were just yeah. monsters, right? But he said, Corn fed. Oh, these yeah. guys weren't even trying. And he said they were so bad. I was hitting them as hard as I could. I wasn't moving them an inch. And when I tried any kind of a move, they were there before I was. He said the welcome to the NFL moment happened for him first preseason game within the first couple of snaps. And these guys were laughing at him. That's and he, like, said oh. it was, he said it was the Raiders, huh? So I'm going to go back and look. I'm trying to find. I want to see if I can find. I mean, he's yeah, not. You know what? Prove me wrong again. I already <laughs> no, got, no, the, no, I already no, got no. the jersey he number wrong. What I, what I wanted, I'm trying to put. Thank you. Well, I want to try to put some of the pieces <laughs> yes. together with this story. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll ask him. I, I'll text him. I just find it crazy because as a fan at I, that I, time. I suppose I could have done that. Ted too. Johnson came in with like a <laughs> neck point. that's like three feet wide. I mean, oh, here he it was is. a monster. And even he had struggles with the physicality of the NFL. What? NFL Jesus doesn't have the preseason games from that far back. But the fourth preseason game, fourth week, Patriots, Raiders, um, 1995. But unfortunately, it doesn't give me any of the information from the game. Does it have number 53 in there? I'm going to repeat. It doesn't give me any of the information from the game. Hey, I got news for you. Hmm? Maybe I didn't make it clear enough at the start of the show. I didn't even really want to be here for the first 20 minutes, so I can leave. Okay, so we basically have moved our way through that first 20 minutes, so we can move on now, right? I would love to. We're supposed to go behind enemy lines. uh, Oh, okay. Let's do that. Three minutes ago, but we can't. We don't have them on the line yet. Oh, okay. So So we'll we'll get to that uh, eventually. I can can vamp, and I'll I'll go to Mike's favorite topic. Uh, Josh? Well, that's my favorite topic. Mm -hmm. Patriots announced... Rookie numbers today. <laughs> oh, Mike, go ahead. I'm not going to overreact to these yet, Paul, because I feel like some of them still might be uh, temporary. Uh, but I did think oh, it was. Oh, you mean it was worth reacting to in the first in the <laughs> first place? Like, I'm just saying, Beringer getting nine. I think Matthew Junon is going to keep nine. So I, I wouldn't overreact too much, but I, I do like Keon White in 99. That's what I will say. All right, now we can go behind enemy lines. Good, good vamping. Good job. Yeah.
You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind <laughs> enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us. Well, let us uh, let us move to the uh, the phones here, and we will talk with Brooks Kubina, who maybe recognized one of the voices there in our intro. Uh, Brooks with the Houston Chronicle at B Kubina on Twitter. Brooks, thanks for joining us here on the Patriots pregame show. How are you? I'm good. I was uh, trying to deduce what those voices were. I thought they were you guys, uh, but. Now, now I'm uh, now I'll have to listen back to it. See what I can pick up. Yeah, I don't have to listen back. John McClain was one of the voices there that you may have. Oh, okay, there, all so. right. John McClain will forever be known as our greatest all-time guest on the Patriots pregame social, and everybody else fights for second place. Brooks, so you're in the running well, as an alum of the Houston uh, Chronicle. As a member of the Houston okay. Chronicle, you're you're strongly in the running. Yeah, that automatically gives you a leg up on everybody. Else. Right. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, here I am to screw it all up. <laughs> hey, Brooks, uh, just curious, what are you, what are you expecting uh, tonight from some of the rookies? Uh, do you think that Stroud is going to play a bunch, and or how much, if any? I expect we'll see at least two drives from him. This is also the first time we see Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, his uh, offense out there. So there's you know two things going on here. You know, you have your your rookie quarterback, but also you know, your rookie play caller as well. So um, you've got an, a wide receiver core also that's going to be heavily reliant on rookies too. Tank Dell, third round pick. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson was uh, a nice pick for them in the sixth. Um, I, I expect with all of that together and a rookie center in Juice Scruggs, um, it's just not going to be one of those things where uh, you've got um, a lot of your questions answered like some other teams do. And you, you play your starter a couple drives and get out of there. So I, I do expect it it'd be a little bit more than we're, we're used to. I did a little breakdown of uh, some uh, of the rookie debuts and preseasons, and um, you know, I think Zach Wilson is an interesting case because you know another number two overall pick with a first-time offensive coordinator in the NFL, and he had you know close to 30 snaps. So I think we might see some of that range for him tonight. Do you think that kind of the offense will be the major? point of emphasis for the Texans like focus tonight or do you think they'll be looking at you know some challenges on defense as well well one of their main challenges on defense was last year they gave up the most rushing yards in team history um, it was a huge problem and a lot of the reason why Demeco Ryans was such a great candidate for them not not just because he was a former player uh, but yeah the top defense with the 49ers and uh, they invested a lot on the interior defensive line. They went and got Sheldon Rankins, who played with the Jets last year. Um, he's been playing in that scheme before. D'Amico actually said earlier this week to me that he wanted to get him whenever he was the defensive court for the 49ers. But uh, they're back together. They extended Malik Collins. These are two starters that they probably know they can handle their business. You probably won't see that much. But the one guy that I know a lot of people are looking forward to is Christian Harris. Uh, last year was a third-round selection linebacker who struggled a little bit Lovey Smith's scheme. But I do think in, a, in, in D'Amico's defense, um, Harris has been looking really good. This is a guy who had a 4-4-40. Um, he's got great range and speed. There's going to be a lot of coverage in this defense. That's what they want these linebackers to do. 
He can range off the edge, uh, blitz. They're going to try and come from all angles. And Christian Harris, I think, is going to be a huge part of this defense. And he'll play a young guy needs to get into this game as well. So, uh, Also, you've got um, Jalen Petrie in his second year, uh, a safety who showed a lot of potential last year uh, to, to force disruption, sacks, uh, interception. So, yeah, I mean, I, there's Brooks, you guys have been, you know, watching practices for a couple of weeks, like we have here. What if just? Uh, I'm curious, but your overall thoughts on on CJ uh, as well as Will Anderson, the two, uh, you know, the two high picks that you guys made, and what have your thoughts been on how they've looked so far? Well, CJ Stroud uh, started off with a, an up and down preseason, but it, starting last week, about Thursday, Friday, he made a big comeback from earlier in the week where he threw three interceptions in two days. Um, he, he got all of the snaps towards the end of the week, and his his passes were on point. I mean, he was putting 20-yard outs toward the sideline over close coverage. Uh, he was throwing it deep, hitting people in stride. Uh, in red zone drills, he was uh, making the right decisions. Um, he was very accurate. He, it, it was very much what he claimed himself to be at the NFL Combine, where he called himself ball placement specialist so it was clear once Saturday began that the distance between him and Davis Mills was was mm-hmm. was evident and D'Amico Ryan named him the starter on Monday so uh, we expect to see a lot more of that from Stroud today against an opposing defense how how clean is he how accurate is he they want everything to be built on timing and efficiency that's a lot of the reasons why they fell in love with Stroud so uh, they want to build the offense around him support him with the run game and things like that um so uh, to see that from him the guy that's been disrupting a lot of that you brought him up will anderson obviously number three overall pick the more i see him and the more i study tamika ryan's defense the more it makes sense why they traded two first round picks in a package to go up and get the guy um they use a what's known as a wide nine it's a schematic scheme where basically they're sticking will anderson out as far as he can go on the line and just shooting him off the edge. They don't want him to set edges. They don't want him to play around and, and hold blocks. And They want him going for the quarterback. They want him to go for the kill. And that's what he's done throughout training camp. Obviously, he hasn't been able to take anybody out in full contact. Uh, but he gets there so fast that one time he knocked the ball out of C.J. Stroud's hands during practice playfully. Um, and then there are other times where he gets back there and just runs, sprints past either the running back the quarterback and uh, I can't use the words he says, but uh, <laughs> so let Evan go. So he's going to go in there today, and I'm really looking uh, forward to seeing him in action because Nick Ryan loves him. He's already pinned him as uh, the object or the, 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 the window through which you need to see other players. That's a lot of high praise. Uh, for a rookie, and we, we should see that for him tonight. Oh, you really got Mike Dussault's juices flowing talking about the <laughs> wide nine. It's a it's a distant cousin of the 6-2 you, stack monster. You know me too well. You know me too well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> and Brooks is with the, uh, the Houston Chronicle here behind enemy lines. You wrote about uh, C.J. Stroud, many looking at him to be the savior, which isn't, you know, a, a fair ask necessarily. You also pointed out some of the national pundits are saying, uh, I think Colin Cowherd is one that you pointed out, Brooks, that saying like he is, you know, most likely to not live up to expectations, especially considering where he was drafted. How is the mindset of C.J. Stroud? I mean, mm-hmm. just in terms of, you know, a person, 
Is he handling all this? Because there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of people who want him, but you're talking about an up-and-down camp. You've got some national people expecting him to fail. How is he handling all that? Well, he said uh, the other day, it was something that was very interesting to me um, and, and, and kind of confirmed a lot of what I've been hearing about him as someone who's internally driven. Uh, he was asked about how he handled the quarterback competition because Bryce Young was named clear the starter in July, and C.J. Stroud obviously was in this battle with Davis Mills. And he said that once he starts changing his mindset, that's where you start getting confused. So really he just looks at himself every day about working. There's, he talked about how on the inside he's battling the guy on the inside of the line. And, there, and, and for that, like that, that's kind of the drive you see from a lot of players who, despite whatever anybody else says, whether it's Colin Coward, me, whoever, the, the person that they care about the most, one look in the back in the mirror, that opinion, and how they feel about themselves and the coaches. And D'Amico Ryan said that's a lot of the reason why they like C.J. Stroud and, and Will Anderson, rookies that they wouldn't have picked unless they knew they could handle pressure like this. Um, and it was interesting. Right before um, the draft began, D'Amico Ryan said whoever they picked number two overall, uh, he didn't want them – to be that he wasn't going to tell them that they had to be the savior. He wasn't going to put that on them. But, right. but like you pointed out, a road. A lot of people are going to look at them that way. Anyway. I mean, this is a fan base that has been in protective dormancy the last two years. They want these players to perform and bring back wins, things that they haven't seen in a couple of years. The reason why people are following, reading, watching, wearing Stroud jerseys, all of that. So it's something Stroud has to handle. But um, back, back to what he said, he, he's. He's more focused on what's going on with himself. He's, he's isolated in that, and um, I, we'll, we'll get to see how that manifests throughout his rookie year. So it'll be one of the very interesting things to watch. Obviously, a good rookie class of quarterbacks. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud will play each other later in the regular season. That makes for some interesting conversation. But uh, all of that begins today. All right. Well, it's uh, good to talk to you, Brooks Cabina. I hope we get a chance to do it again at some point with the uh, Houston Chronicle at B Cabina. Also, do some radio as well. I see. So you know, we're we're all just we're all just doing the same thing. It sounds like Brooks, but you're doing it in Houston. <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, yeah. Now I gotta chase up that leaderboard and uh, get the John McClain. I got a couple. Of, I got a lot of years to catch up up there. Well, yeah. I mean, he does have that. He does have time on his side. That's for sure. Uh, Brooks, thanks again. We appreciate it. Of course. All right, take care. Thank Bro- you, Brooks. Brooks Kubina there from the uh, Houston Chronicle. Some young talent on this team. I mean, it's, it's you know kind of interesting High tonight. High praise yeah. for Anderson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see out there tonight how, how Will Anderson does against the Patriots tackles, which has been a little iffy. It was my thought when he was talking a lot about um, you know how, how well he's been rushing the passer. I think that the Patriots' um, health concerns up front, we've talked about them every day of camp. You're not going to see Cole Strange tonight. You're not going to see Trent Brown tonight. Obviously, you're not going to see Micah Winyu. He's on PUP still. Um, I'd be surprised if you saw any David Andrews. So you're you're basically talking about four backups Mm -hmm. um, and what I think will be Connor McDermott based on what we saw at practice, Mike, on Tuesday. Uh, McDermott was the left tackle, and you're going to have the rookies. You know, I think Jake Andrews will be out there. I think maybe you'll see James Ferentz as one uh, veteran. Um, I think you'll see Cody Russi. I think you'll see Antonio Maffi. I think you'll see City uh, Sue. I I don't know, like how comfortable you know, like people are like, what? Well, how can you not play Mac Jones? And how you know he hasn't earned the right? Mm. Well, 
I think there might be a little bit of sort of weighing your options here going on too. Yeah. You know, I, as to who's going to be up front protection. It, it sure. makes me think about practice when they switch the offensive lines, and I think they gave, what, Zappy the, the starters, and then they gave um, Mac the backups. It was pretty interesting, and they did that with the wide receivers too. Yeah, I think there are, you know, it, it kind of what Brooks was talking about here, and with C.J. Stroud, that's a legitimate, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Some of the other things you're looking at, and this is true for a lot of preseasons, but especially for teams who are kind of finding their way and looking to, you know, get back into, you know, more wins than anything and back into the playoffs. You kind of you, you do get a little creative when you're looking at some of these storylines and things to to really focus in on because there isn't the obvious can they make it back to another conference championship? We're so used to that around here, even in New York. In New York, but like, how is Aaron Rodgers going to fit with his new team? You know, there, it's a little more nuanced than when you're talking about like Tamara brings up. You know, trying to you know figure out what's going to work on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Maybe they know. Maybe they just know whatever Trent Brown is dealing with is going to be fine for Week One. That's what he said last week. Anyway, wouldn't affect him Week One, but. I'm sure they're still trying to figure out a few things, and part of that is going to manifest itself in some odd personnel switches during mm-hmm. camp and and in preseason games while they're figuring stuff out. Yeah, well, I mean, Paul mentioned you know Connor McDermott, and you know between him and Riley Reef, who have basically because Trent has been out, those have been your your two top tackles. It's you know those are veteran guys. I mean, Riley Reef is is pretty old. You know, you wonder like, do you do you, do you protect him? Why don't you just say it, Davis? <laughs> but but do you protect him? I mean, usually, you know, your backup kind. Of, these are the guys that would play, but at this point, it's like they're kind of important. Like, you know, I'm like, if Riley Reef or Connor McDermott were to go down right now, I mean, that's a yeah. significant blow. Yeah, and I yeah. think Riley depth. Reef's age. I don't think yeah. you'll see him. Yeah. I think he'll get it off. I, I think Ferentz and McDermott, again, based on Tuesday, were two of the guys you might see tonight because you have to have. I mean, they don't have that many offensive linemen. Yeah. Like just healthy and available. Sure. Um, it's one of those things. You've seen Bill do this in, in the preseason in the past where, you know, I can give you a lot of examples. Jason McCourty, like spending the fourth yeah. quarter of a preseason game at safety, just thought, and everybody's like, oh, was he going to get cut? He thought he was going to get cut. You know, Don Davis, you oh, know, long time special teamer. Special team stalwart. He was a linebacker by trade. He's out there playing safety just because they don't have the bodies, Mm -hmm. you know. And I wonder, offensive line tonight, you have the three rookies that they just drafted, Andrews, Maffey, and and Sue. And then, you know, the guys from last year, Chase and Hines, Andrew Stuber. I I would imagine you'd see those guys tonight. But are you going to ask them to go wire to wire? And if not, you know, who sort of fills in? There's not that many bodies. Right, right. And see, I mean, and and even still, you're kind of throwing those guys to the fire a little bit, especially playing it with each other. If you've got rookies playing with rookies, it's, you know, kind of who do you look to? So hopefully that they can handle, you know, the pressure that Will Anderson, Jonathan Greener, another, you know, edge that I, I like. You know, mm-hmm. those guys are coming. It's, it's you know, you don't want to keep Bailey's happy in there too you know, long. Bill, Bill Murray is another guy, right, that been has been banged up a little yep. bit. So Bill Murray was a defensive lineman. They made him an offensive lineman. Now, you know, he's hurt. Maybe you might see another one, you know, yeah. a guy, you know, a backup defensive like lineman. Like Farms. I mean, they had Farms practice in there a little bit. I mean, it's a, but it's numbers, right? That's yeah. just like, yeah. well, we don't, it's not, hey, we're not trying to be crazy and creative. It's <laughs> yeah. just, we need guys to play. I yeah. was almost a little bit shocked with one of those, like, two open spots that were previously there that they didn't 
find another one. I know, and that they will. I mean, I guess the the linebacker kind of correlates to uh, you know Therese Hall, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think, and I didn't see it. I saw Reese wrote that Bronny Perkins was carted off apparently in that last practice. I, I didn't see that. That's what Reese said. Did you see that? You don't look like you saw Ronnie Perkins. Did not see off. anybody get carted um, no. carted off in that. So practice. I, I did not I, see anybody I, write about it. No, I, I, mm-hmm. well, Reese, um, I think in his notes was was one of the ones. So I, I don't know that that's another position that's thin. So running back, linebacker, edge. You know, you bring Trey Flowers in. So. It's still I, – I agree with you, Tamara. It's, it's surprising that they've been this you long. You bring up running backs, too, and that's another area. I, none of us put it in our, yeah. our, our mm-hmm. keys tonight, but Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong, I think, and they're kind of connected at the hip. I had a chance yeah. to talk to Kevin Harris a little bit yesterday. Um, they're pretty close, Harris and Strong. They came in as yeah. draft picks together. I'd expect to see a little bit of both of those guys tonight, too. Again, I'm hoping early so maybe they get an opportunity to run against some of the players that will play for Houston some of the defense maybe they get Will and Anderson out there and, and those kinds of players. And I and I love how, you know, Brooks mentioned that they struggled with, you know, the run game last year. So I'm wondering if this could be a game where where we'll get to see a lot of them because they're still working on getting their run games together. I think this is the time for it. Like two guys second year, you you've got some depth questions. You maybe you've had Ezekiel Elliott in, mm-hmm. you know, are, are you gonna bring in a veteran? I mean if one of those guys plays really well tonight, I mean Harris has been getting a lot of work based mm-hmm. on, you know, they were kinda easing Stevenson in so Big night for those two. Well, Strong I, would, and Harris. I would think so anyway. And I'm sorry, I just don't believe in the in the notion that oh, you can put Malik Cunningham out there or Mick Sorley, and you can run some pass plays, and you can divine so much <laughs> about how the offense is functioning and the receivers. I'm like, come on, yeah. really? Can you? I know you. Okay, what motion? You know how how they're getting out of the huddle? Okay, a couple of things, but. If the guy throwing the ball is a guy who's not even throwing them the ball in training camp so far, although McSorley did McSorley get a lot of does. reps, yeah. McSorley does. does. Yeah. But for the most part, what are you really going to be able to learn about yeah. your team that you haven't learned already in camp? So the, another reason to, you know, for a lot of the running backs to get some work tonight and see what you've got there depth-wise. That's so. why I mean. That's why I think like players like JJ Taylor are fun. Is I mean, you really don't get to see the run game, and you know, I think it comes with the caveat that they haven't really tackled yet either. So even caveat, a, yeah, you know, like I don't know, <laughs> a beware. I don't know if he swallowed a <laughs> sore somewhere or what, but, <laughs> but uh, that was you. You think this is the chills. first time you're going to get Holy to see cross. a running back, a running back <laughs> run, and get you know, and, and break tackles, and you know, but again. Nobody's tackling, so the tackling's probably going to be sloppy anyway. So to your point, how are you really – like if Kevin Harris is dragging guys, like, well, they haven't really tackled yet. So, you know, it'll be a little bit of that and too. And to your point mm-hmm. too, uh, Hardy, you know who agrees with you is the coaches and the coaches across the league. <laughs> Otherwise, these games would be treated more seriously in terms right. of the personnel used. Um, I heard a stat today. I don't know if it's accurate. I saw it on Twitter. Um, teams average fewer than 15% snaps for their starters mm. in preseason. Like in the entirety of the preseason, they play f- less than f- starters play less than fifteen percent of the snaps. So that's across the board. That's not one team decides. Un- I don't believe in playing my start. That's all thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Would you give up a preseason game right now if it yes. meant uh, mm-hmm. no? If it meant <laughs> another regular season game? That's yes. because that no. is, I believe that to be the trade out. That's and what's wh- going to happen. We and, yeah. and it will happen. But would you do it? Would you a Would you do it at all? If I had my druthers, I, and I shan't be saying that again. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to balance out him saying caveat. <laughs> if I had my druthers, <laughs> I would get rid of a preseason game and keep it at 17 regular season, but that won't happen. So happen. If, that is the, if that is the exchange, would you do that, Tamara? I would get rid of one and just keep the joint practices. 
like I think the joint practice. But you have to add a regular season game. No. You got to go to eighteen. Mm-hmm. See, I don't want to do that. I want to go to 18 just because I hate 17 as, 17 a, as a number. Weird. It's not a round number, and it's you know you can't be 500. I don't like it is a I want to. I want to drop it's a prime even, even number. number. Sorry, <laughs> I want. I want to drop so much for it's co- not a prime number. So much for the copy. No, it, it is a prime number. How about we drop a preseason <laughs> and a regular season and then uh, it's that's, 16? That's my thing. Let's go back to yeah. 16 and drop a preseason. I, I'd be for that. I'd yeah. be for that. Siri, I mean, if you're talking about the the health of the players and the health of the league. I think that is the healthiest thing. Now, you'll so, never convince the owners no. and the networks and the advertisers, oh, no, oh, no more the better. We want to own the entire I year. I just, at some point, and they will push it. They're not a, you know. Within these five guys, years, these it will guys be aren't dumb. Two. They know what they're doing. I trust them and their business acumen to push the limit and get to the point where they see the point of diminishing return and not going beyond that. But I gotta believe it's close. You make I good mean, points. It's not <laughs> just like you keep saying, like the, like the health of the the players and the health of the league. The health of and the, the diminishing league. returns comment. I couldn't agree with you more. It's not just about the health of the players. I think we over we get over dramatic with that. You know, obviously the, these guys get hurt all the time. I mean, it's it's a war of attrition. But it, what it what it yeah. does with adding these games, it just makes it even more so. It's not about who's best. It's about who can somehow navigate it through and be healthy enough by the end to be the mm-hmm. best. Right. And but when you're adding these games, it's just making it more of a crapshoot as to who that, who that is. You'd think they'd learn their lesson a little bit with the Thursday night football? I mean, holy, holy cow. What was it, th- is, it is a struggle to get people to remember that there is Thursday night football, number one, much less get them interested in games on Thursday, Sunday, Sunday night, Saturday night, late in the year. Saturday We're late have a Black in the year. Friday game. And this then you year. add yes. in the fact that like, isn't the flexing going to be allowed? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's not going away. No, I mean, that's coming off the the Thursday, can't they flex you out of a Thursday? Uh, there was something uh, about that. I, I can't I, remember what the yeah. exact mm-hmm. rule is now, but uh, I believe, believe late in the year they have that option. They're going to have that option. Talk as well. about wonky weeks for these guys and the coaches, especially mm-hmm. especially coaches like Bill, who are creatures of habit and like to have their schedule down. Throwing those Thursday games at them in super short weeks, and like, oh god. What was the height of preseason? How many games do they have at like the absolute six, height? Six. <laughs> Imagine that. No. Six, six who thought that was games. a <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Um, let's get to the phones here. I can't remember the phone number. I think it's 855-PATS-500. That's right. Good. If that All feels right. good. All right. That's good. Let's good. run with that. Patty and Aguam has been holding since before we even started today. So, Patty, thank you for your patience. What's going on, buddy? Going on? Hey, no problem, man. I, I was working, and I got off of work and figured I would call in. So, uh, Hardy, I got something for you before I get to my point. Um, my bold prediction this year for the Super Bowl is, the Lions versus the Ravens. Oh, but, um, wow. That is wow. that is bold but, on both counts, really my man. I, I I really like your sleeper pick in the AFC. Ravens. I, I think there's a yeah, chance. I think, I think there's a good. chance that that could be electric. What's wrong with his NFC pick? I think that's uh, a pretty Suspect. trendy. I think it's a. I, I'm not making fun of the pick in the NFC at all. I think that's a very trendy NFC pick. The lion, your Lions. Yeah. I like them. I like them both. Hmm. Yeah. No. I I I don't. You think? Am I wrong? Do you not? I think Are you I'll trying to downplay expectations? Because I, I get that. Are you trying no, to downplay expectations calling for your tr- boys? Calling, calling it trendy doesn't mean you agree with it. I would like to, he- I would like I don't to hear think you agree I, with it. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC, but I think they're a, a solid playoff team on paper. Yeah. In well, the NFC, it, it, and they'll have a chance. I think the NFC is weak. Patty, I think the AFC is a minefield. This is, this is you know what happens for Lions fans. They have to point to things like, huh, 
they're the one team that the rest of the NFC was happy didn't make the playoffs. Like, you still didn't make the playoffs. Like, what are you celebrating exactly? Oh, the fact that other teams were happy they didn't have to face them in a wild card round. I'm like, okay, you know, really lowering the bar. But I love the Who pick. Who is he arguing with? <laughs> well, I mean, but, uh, getting you, to tonight's game, I, Paul, I think you brought it up on Tuesday. I'm, I'm really interested to see how long they, um, they play Zappy tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Zappy in the first, McSorley in the second, and then they give Malik Cunningham the second half, just because I think the the latter two can actually move around and create. Um, because I mean, there's there's no hiding, you know. Look look at what they're going to be putting out there tonight on the offensive line. Um, and as much as you guys know, I'm a Mac guy, but like I I do value Zappy as as the backup, and I I can see them like you know maybe handing the ball off a lot in the fourth quarter and not putting them in harm's way. And I just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about that. And uh, let's go, baby. I'm right. freaking ready. Uh, thanks, Patty. Is he saying Zappy handing the ball off? I think so. Oh, yeah. then don't play him. Like, he's going to play. Like, because you, if you want him to play and get some get some snaps, then you got to play him and give him some snaps. I mean, you can't just go out there and hand the ball off. I'd give him right? a bunch tonight. I'd like to see him play a bunch. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I, I, I'd like to see – and I think that the coaches think that he is established as the backup. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see him play a half of football for that. I, I can see him go out and sort of, like I said, 10 or 12 snaps, get him out, let McSorley play a bunch, and let Cunningham finish up. I Personally, you know, from a broadcast standpoint, I'd like to see Cunningham get some snaps at quarterback because I think that would make the fourth quarter a little bit more interesting. Be yeah. Fun. yeah, he's yeah. fun to watch. Um, you know, just, well, to me, it's more the story. It's mm-hmm. He's a wide receiver who spent the entire offseason as a wide receiver, and they're going to see if he can do what he did in college and run around and play quarterback a little bit and see if there's anything there. I, I think that would be fun to watch. I think it's a kind of an interesting wrinkle. Yeah. But – I, I don't really see I don't I don't need to see anything in a game from any of these guys that are already sort of on the team. Yeah. And I think Zappy's on the team. I, I think probably where uh where I'm coming from is just bad few days of practice for Zappy. And I, I kinda have that taste in my mouth of just like he looks like he's kinda losing some confidence, doesn't quite look you know, I just I'd like to see him break that and maybe have some positive plays. And and I, I mean I hear your point. I don't need to see him for a full half, but I'd like to see him now, more than just like the first, you know, series and what then, i okay, really want to see is what you and evan are going to get to watch and i hope that when we talk to you guys next week that you guys are saying you know mac is you know operating the show and he's doing and then mac i mean uh, bailey comes in and it's it's pretty much the same thing i yeah. like to see zappy getting the amount of reps that he's gotten that we've seen and then the offense is both you know show some positive signs that to me would mean more than if he catches some Sonny's Car Wash All-Star tonight sleeping. <laughs> do you think that they'll change the rep count that we've seen once they do get to Green Bay and Tennessee in terms of, like, the 555, 4-4-4, whatever, if they'll change it to, like, give Mac 8 and Zappy whatever? Yeah, it'll go by yeah. series. Yeah. But I don't know what I, – I think it'll be the same. Hmm. I, I think I think it'll be more Mac because I think they'll – they kind of do, like, to Paul's point, 15%. Like, they're going to mostly, I think, focus on the joint practices with him. Right. I just – I mean, I'm – I'm a little bit worried about that defensive line, this offensive line. Like, if he's Max going to play a lot in joint practices, like they they better protect him. Yeah, but they're know? not going to hit him. No, but I don't know, man. 
some of these guys. It's just you know the you're joints. Not, I'm not saying I'm not. They're, they're not, not going to te- they're not no, going to sack no, no, the quarterback no, no. in a joint practice. Yeah, but they, I'm, I know. I'm not saying I'm just saying they're going to blow the offense up. Like nothing's oh, going to get accomplished. They you could. Know, that, like, that could happen. That's what I mean. I would but, like. I would. I'm sorry. Just real okay. quickly, that, but we've talked about this in years past. I would love to see it, and I only remember seeing it once in a preseason game, pulling the starter like on third and seven. And making the switch there. <laughs> just unless he doesn't have to drop back and well, take no, a hit. Well, no, to simulate what it would be like in a game. Or like second and seven somebody or something. Got hurt. Like someone gets hurt. Yeah. It's like, this is when you're going to be going into a mm-hmm. game, Bailey. Yeah. So let's simulate that. Even in a preseason game, you don't get a fresh you know, set of downs on your own 25. It doesn't work like that. It rarely works like that unless you've got a quarterback who's just sucking eggs in the first half. So, you know, stuff like that is is fun when it happens, even if it's just for a play, just to see how they do. Yeah, a little shenanigans. Yeah, and I think in, in the joints what you usually see is, you know, a set of eight or ten plays for the – like so for Mac, And then they might go, you know, for, for Green Bay's offense. And then they might go back to the Patriots' offense and it could be Zappy. Now, to Mike's point, maybe we'll see two sets of Mac to every one for Zappy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. They might go a little bit heavier for Mac. Now, I would expect to see Mac play in those last two preseason games at least a little. I don't know how much. I think he played Raiders? into the second quarter against the Ravens, uh, the Raiders yeah. last yes. year. And that was, yes. correct me if I'm wrong, the third game? Yes. Um, now, I think he played a little longer in that game because they played so poorly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did not look good. And they didn't get as many snaps. Like, I mean, longer in terms of the length of the game. Yeah, because they're going three and out, three and out, three and out. You've only got nine plays. But you played three series, nine you. plays. Yeah, yeah I got you. Right. It gets you into the second quarter, but you really sure. haven't played that many plays. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Brett in Reno. Hi, Brett. You're on a Patriots pregame show fueled by Duncan with Hardy and Deuce and Tamara and Paul. It's good to talk to you. What do you got? Oh, Brent. Sorry. Uh, Brent, you didn't have to yell at me, <laughs> Matt. It's, it's Brent. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, hey, I was, good. I was calling to ask about the running back situation, but – you guys answered it right there pretty quick. Um, so I guess I'll just caveat a little bit from pregame to preseason and ask how you guys feel about the current running back sweet stakes, uh, you know, between uh, Lenny Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Zeke, and which one of those guys you'd like to get. All right. Well, it is um, looking less likely that it would be Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott is the one that still seems to be an option. I mean – you look at maybe a quarterback or a running back that was here last year that you probably still could have had on the roster, and you think, why are you in a position now where if it's not going to be Dalvin Cook, and I would love to have Dalvin Cook here, yeah. Um, why, why, why even put yourself in the position where you have to think about Ezekiel Elliott? Now, Ezekiel Elliott, fine player, not necessarily you know in, in his prime right now, and I'm not saying he's bad, but. Why are you in this position to begin with? Yeah, well, that's you, a, that's yeah. what I have to start with when we do, when we do this whole Dalvin Cook Ezekiel Elliott conversation. No, it's reasonable, and I think you know basically they swapped Damian Harris for James Robinson, and James Robinson couldn't make it out of OTAs due to health. So you're totally right. I mean, we've been kind of waiting to see. It's just the wild card is Harris and Strong, and if those guys are you know able to emerge as legit, you know, I, I think. I mean, I think unfortunately with Damian Harris, it was. You know, just availability issue and at a certain point you're like we can't really count on this guy and generally you're not going to really you're going to keep the running back position kind of rolling over anyway and so what did he do you know to make you think like wow all right next contract he's going to be reliable and available and all those things but I just I would trace it back to the decision to just bring in James Robinson if you made another move maybe at that point mm-hmm. with a player that could have stuck around and, and and you know been healthy and stayed healthy then you probably wouldn't be in this position but if Harrison Strong are good 
you never know. That might it might work yeah, out. Okay. I like the idea of giving Kevin Harris a chance. Now, I I think the Damian Harris situation is a very fair second guess because he signed for nothing. Like he signed like a one point one million dollar deal in Buffalo, so it's not money. Um, you decided you wanted to move on, which is fine, except for you didn't have anybody to replace him, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to just move on for the sake of moving on. Yeah, it, to me that one kind of stings a little bit. It, it, I'm not saying it would solve all your issues no, right now, but no, but you'd have a backup running back that you felt mm-hmm. felt more. We, w- uh, we wouldn't have to have this conversation. I mean, how excited are you at the prospect of Ezekiel Elliott joining the team? Yeah, I mean, to answer the the question, it's like Montgomery Brewster, none of the above. Right. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't really love any of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, if I had to choose from those three, I mean, Delvin Cook is far and away the best player uh-huh. of the three, yeah. but he's the most unrealistic. Um, I, I would take Fournette first, and then then Elliott. Um, I also, I mean, th- you know, people forget they also th- the same time they had Fournette in, I believe they had Daryl Henderson in from the Rams, the old, the former Rams guy. I take him too. Like I, I just don't, I don't love the idea of of Elliott, other than the fact that I think he's a rock solid blitz protection guy. Mm-hmm. He's his reputation as a blocker is really good, so that's important. So I guess if that's the reason why they end up going that way. I would take it just to take something off of Stevenson's plate. Yeah, like we don't need one. him to yep. be out there all three downs all the time. Um, Ty Montgomery uh, could factor uh, into this too. If yeah, he, if, if that w- that's you know. what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I wish Ty Montgomery was healthy because yeah. then well, it'd be like that's what we've been saying for two years. I know. <laughs> I guess this wild. He brought it up, so blame him. But you know what? <laughs> I always wondered about Brewster's millions. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you know this movie? Tamara has not seen it. I, I have not, but I just love the way. Well, Paul she's was given just the. Like well, she's given the laugh, so I'm I'm wondering if she actually knew that. I'm the guessing no. Deuce is a Richard Pryor movie. Oh, yeah. It's a Richard Pryor movie. Yeah. at John Candy. It's fun. It's fun. It's stupid but fun. We'll give her the premise. The, 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 pre- the, premise. the, the premise is he's a minor league baseball player. Broke. He inherits thirty million dollars, and with the caveat thank you that he oh has to God. spend all of it in 30 days and have no assets to show for it and if he does that he gets 300 million dollars this movie came out in like in the 80s early 90s yeah. it would have been like Today's 300 dollars. billion dollars yeah, it's like obscene money either way but here's the deal 30 million we're gonna watch you closely and if you have so much as a, a new hat that you bought and still own it at the end of 30 days then you win nothing okay here was my question about it. Why not, if you're Montgomery Brewster, say, okay, I'll do it. Take the $30 million, not spend a dime and say, yeah, I didn't do it. And you still got $30 million at the end of it. Oh, that just ruined the whole movie for it me. It kind of ruins the whole movie, okay, doesn't so it? I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting it. It's been at least 40 years since I've seen it. Right. Did he not? Was he not subjected to losing it if he did that? I don't think so. Like, Mike? that. <laughs> like what? what well, hap- I mean, what do you have? What, what are you here for? Because at the, at the end of it, when they tried to trick him, and he still had twenty thousand dollars left on a furniture deposit, like he still had twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, why not just keep all of it then? Say what? Yeah, I wasn't able to do it. I, think, I, I, I think, still got the thirty million. Buy. I think the problem is, is when I watched the movie as a kid, I didn't know what assets meant. So I was there was always a gray area for me as a kid yeah. watching the there movie. There was a little like, business element that, that you know, yeah, I didn't quite I, didn't quite I, grasp all of that. I still like stocks and bonds and, and, and what have you. I still things like of this nature. If it, if it if it were on tonight, I'd watch it. We we showed it to the kids. Oh, yeah. they like it? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just it 
it's it, I mean it's it's a fun it's, it's, I, I it's try a to fun get, it's a fun time. We tried the toy. We tried to get my kid. Oh, the really funny. The toy's not a good movie. The toy's kind of sad. It's not a good movie. Don't you think it's sad? No. Well, it definitely doesn't hold hold up in today's society. That's for sure. I mean, Jackie Gleason as U.S. Bates does a fine job. But uh, that kid, the kid is a problem. Kid was a problem. It's the kid from Christmas Story? Is yeah, that the same Flick. kid? Flick. Yeah. Also went on to do adult films. Oh, did <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They just uh, oh, yeah. they screwed a couple of so, letters like, around. So, you know, the, the running back then. We'll get it back right, on okay. the rails here for a second. Well, I was um, going to go to Spee and Fresno. Well, I just, I'm curious. Uh, you, you asked me about the three guys. Like, yeah. I asked you about I, Brewster's Millions. No, I know. But before that, you asked me about the running back situation. Oh, yeah. I, I just kind of yeah. want to go with Kevin Harris. Do you guys think? I mean, would you feel happier or more comfortable if Zeke came in? And Not really. I not, mean, I, I think I, I, I. I mean, I think I'd be. It doesn't change much for me. My, 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 I just don't feel like he has the juice anymore. I, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't you, hate how, it. How, how do you use him? Goal line. Is your third, third down? Guy? Third not, down. not as a third down. Third guy. down red zone. As a backup. Uh, like this series, we're Zeke. gonna we're, we're gonna give Ramondre a, a blow. It's gonna be okay. instead of twenty carries and maybe five catches like it turned into late last year. For Stevenson, it's going to be closer to 15 carries and maybe one or two catches. Yeah, you know, we're going to take some of those touches. We're going to give him to Zeke. I'm going to I'm going to stick with my mantra, which is I, I they need to hit on draft picks. And I think that you know if if you bring in Zeke and you start eating into Harris and Strong's, are those two other draft picks that you kind of maybe missed on and that you don't feel good about? Like I just any outcome where draft picks work out and are under rookie contracts and will remain here for a few years and able to develop. That, that's what I want. That's how this team gets back into being competitive and back and being in the playoffs. All right. Now we can go to Spee and Fresno yeah. and uh, continue here with the Patriots pregame show, Fueled by Duncan. Spee, what's going on, buddy? The solution to the Brewster's million conundrum is just on day one, you donate all $30 million. And that's out of your hands. There's no temptation to spend it. Um, no. But, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're 300 Now you There no, was a restriction the, on how much he could – he could give to charity. 10% percent to charity. That was it. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm the like, rules. Mike, I was too young to really understand the rules. <laughs> right? I, I do remember there was a restriction on how much he could give away. And how much you could gamble, which actually backfired uh, because he bet Loyola yeah. uh, lacrosse, women's lacrosse, and he ended up winning <laughs> a ton. And they won. The guy, remember the guy brought in the, the, the bag of money? Yeah. It oh, he was pissed. <laughs> Oh, like like so you could bet on that in like 1984. <laughs> I got a line on it. I got a line. <laughs> Joey the Nose was uh, taking the yeah. taking the action. DraftKings. <laughs> Hardy, it's uh, great to have you back. You're an institution. Those other uh, your 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 uh, the guys who, who came before you, you know, they they couldn't they couldn't swing it. They couldn't come back year after year. So it's, you coming back, it's great. Like it's always it's fun. Like the start of the, the season to me. So I appreciate that, Speed, those. because the other narrative is that they got better jobs and they weren't available to do this sh- this show anymore. I couldn't imagine a better job, so I'm happy to be back. And yes, uh, the longevity must count for something somewhere. Yeah, you and, and your crusty impression too. We're, we're thrilled oh. for that. Oh yeah, I'm saving that, the saving best. that for the regular season. Right. Hey, I wanted to ask about Thornton because I'm you know looking at the we're staring at the first preseason game you know, meaningless football, and I'm trying to find something in there to maybe look for that could be meaningful, because with Thornton, you know, he's a guy, he, he brings, I, I'm stealing Paul's point, that he kind of brings something different to the table than the receiving group, like with like Pop Douglas, he's more horizontal, maybe Thornton's more vertical, and, you know, I have concerns, Thornton maybe dealing with the soft, tinder, uh, excuse me, soft tissue injury, um, he's got that slighter frame, you're concerned if he's slowed up, so much that he gets into contested catch situations 
And my question for tonight is, um, you know, going up against Sonny's, like Paul says, your Sonny's car wash all-stars, do you think that we're going to get a good enough look at him, at least at some point, uh, maybe a handful of times, to gauge his readiness to really, like, really beat guys down the field? Yeah, I think early, I think, you know, you might have like Stingley and those guys out there. I think um, Brooks Cabina talked about Will Anderson, and they're, they're uh, one of their first-round picks. I think you might get the starters, quote-unquote, out there for at least the first series. Yeah. You know, before you start to see all the substitutions. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I got a lot of thoughts on Thornton. I mean, I a lot of thoughts. And I, and I, would, I would just say even if, some, even if there's some backups, like I'd just like to see him. What does he do well? Like, I just, you know, I want, I want to see him, like, actually perform. And even if it's against backups, like, I haven't even seen him really, you know, do a lot against backups. I think people are getting off the Thornton train just because he, you know, he did have the soft tissue injury. He was practicing on the lower field, running laps, and then he came back, and he's been with the twos. And, uh, you know, and everybody seems like they're jumping off the Thornton bandwagon. They want to put Booty in for Thornton. And, and I actually think he's been okay for the last, you know, couple practices, albeit mostly with the twos. But he's had, you know, a few nice catches. I, I talked about the show on Thursday. I thought in, you know, one-on-one open field tackling drills, he actually looked pretty quick. Like, you know, yeah. as, as as Speed just said, you know, he's known kind yeah. of on paper for long speed. I haven't really seen I mean, that long speed. everyone's in love with Douglas. So and most of Douglas's catches have come from Zappy too. Yeah. You know, now he's caught some from Mac. I'm not saying that he hasn't been with Mac. Yeah. He has. Yeah. But I just I, – I feel like the whole thing – we we overanalyze every element of practice, and we all do it. We do it as well. I do a whole blog every day on every practice. So I'm as guilty as everybody else when it comes to overanalyzing practice. I, I just think you got to kind of cool it on the stats, the trends, the groups, you know, the personnel and stuff like that. you got to wait to see when it unfolds, what it looks like in September. All right. Uh, we have some more, you know, defining uh, or, or, or more specific personnel topics to get into oh, nice. we have a lot of time you know well, and, can i and, just tell you real and quick don't worry we won't We've be we won't be minutes. stepping aside for a lot of breaks don't worry about <laughs> that's that. true uh real quick i want to tell you though that uh hello claire chimes in from from twitter and she oh. says that brewster's millions was actually on tv recently and it was in the contract that if he didn't spend all of it he got zero monies <laughs> <laughs> no monies for you no monies so claire i think is right so i think he, he didn't have the option of just saying well, I'm just going to stick with the $30 million. Uh, He had to declare beforehand, do you want the $30 million? And if you do, that's what you get. Or do you risk it and say, I'm going to spend the $30 million so I get the $300 million. And if I fail, I get nothing. I, 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 I just think um, he had Uncle th- Rupert. There had to have been. Right? There, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What was who was the uh, the Hackensack Bulls was the team? Oh, Hackensack right. Bulls. Jerry Orbach was the uh, manager. Yeah, you can't oh, uh, you can't uh, land a plane without a, what is it? Right. So you can't you can't have a baseball game without a runway without without a marching band. That's <laughs> right, right. right. You're not a farmer anymore. You don't have to swing at stuff in the dirt. Um, I I just think you could have taken the thirty million put in a Swiss bank account, and it's like how are they going to get it back? It's well, yours. It was in know. your name. Um. Let's go to Floyd in Michigan here. Floyd, what's going on from the Great Lakes State? Floyd? Floyd! Floyd. <laughs> uh, wow. Right. Uh, sharpening his That's Mr. Floyd, right? Floyd will come back. That's Mr. Floyd, right? Mr. Floyd. I have one of the best. Oh, speaking of uh, regular callers, I have one of the best answers from Eldred in North Carolina oh. to one of my Twitter questions recently. Really? Which I put out there for the Rock and Roll Radio program. I, I oh, answer you got some of your questions yeah, from you time got to time. Ones. But a lot of times you, you're way over my head with those. 
Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I couldn't come up with. But the question was, what artist um, looks the least like their music sounds? Right. What? What singer or Rick Astley? What artist or band? And Rick Astley got a lot of answers. Millie Vanilli. Do you know what Eldred answered? Mike Tirico, (laughs) which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> was it fake Eldred or real Eldred, though? Oh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, uh, how many people are, are you know? Uh, there's well, a there fake, is a fake there Eldred. Is there a fake Eldred in North Carolina? So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh no! Yes. But if, if you ask, so uh, I'm not the only one because I, I did not see this one. I do uh, follow a lot of your questions, um, and I didn't remember seeing this one. A lot of people said Rick Astley. A lot of people said Rick Astley. We all, yeah. that was like. Rick Astley was a big thing, like when I was in high school. Like, yeah. for, and everybody was like, "You see the video, and like that voice doesn't come out of that guy, right?" Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I said uh, the one that Janis Joplin. No, yeah. uh, she kind of looks. I think yeah. Adele has one of those voices. Hmm. Well, I thought Blues Traveler was a good oh, answer. The first time I heard Blues Traveler, sure. I'm like, I don't remember. That's s- what that guy looks like. I don't remember. See- I'd have to see him. I, I don't He's know a big I, guy with he, a lot of harmonicas. Yeah, he <laughs> wears them that. like He's got a, like a Chewbacca bandolier of harmonicas. Well, I think it's an ammo belt he wears yeah. around his neck, oh. isn't it, Marine Matt? Yeah. Well, that took yeah. a turn. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. he wears an ammo belt it's that like he keeps because the harmonicas whatever are, key, whatever are key you want to be in. Different keys. Boom. Thanks. It's like, oh, we're in D. I got it. I got gotcha. you. He's yeah. got a caveat for that. Deuce knows so much about everything. He does. He's a musician. He's a Renaissance. Renaissance man. Renaissance man. I blow a little bit. Right. Go a little honking on the bobo. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan in Alabama. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, hey, Ryan. Yeah, I just wanted to add a quick thing on the running back situation real quick. Uh, from the Alabama area, I've been going to the USFL games the past two seasons, and I saw that C.J. Marable had a workout last week. And if we don't end up getting the Ezekiel Elliott situation, then C.J. Marable would be a, a great addition, especially on the younger side, too. What, what, tell us about him. I'm not familiar. With I didn't even game. know he was in for a workout. Did you know this, Paul? I did not. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I, what do I, you got I on him? Multiple uh, sources on Twitter last week. And oh, I didn't yeah. say that he didn't come in for a workout. Oh, I yeah. just said I wasn't aware. Of yeah, it. yeah. 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 Let's tell us something about him. Uh, 25 years old. Um, man, he's a workhorse and back to back USFL championship. I mean, okay. Pedigree. Yeah. Led the running off. Uh, like I said, a younger guy on that side, if we can't get a vet like Ezekiel Elliott or something like that, it'd be a great addition. Let me tell you something, Ryan. I don't hate the idea because it, w- what is Ezekiel Elliott going to be in there for, to spell Ramondre every once in a while? Is, is, he, is he a goal line guy? Man, not really. Is he a third down guy? What, consistently? Probably not. I just, eh, I don't know. Okay, It just so didn't do much for him. I remember him now. I just, I just Googled him, and he's the kid from Coastal Carolina. Right, and he played. I believe the reason why I remember is because the, the Everett kid was on yeah, Coastal likely. Carolina at the time, Isaiah yeah. Likely. So I watched them a little bit. He is um, one of those typical college running backs that you know the, the team played out of the spread, and he was the the one back. Yeah, yeah. He could catch the ball. He was kind of a scat back. He did a lot of different things. Versatile. I don't know what he's like blocking and things like that. The the nuances, but. He was a pretty productive guy. Okay. Uh, by the way, Ted Johnson got back to me. Yeah. Nice. The guards from the Raiders that uh, were making fun of him in the preseason yeah. game, Steve Wisniewski. Oh, oh okay. And yeah. Kevin Gogan. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, two longtime NFLers. Wisniewski, yes. is he in the Hall of Fame, I think? I, Didn't uh, But he said the, funniest, the funniest thing he said, they were both doing the double hitch 
you know, before oh, every snap, ready. before they get down, oh, like yeah. Matt Foley, motivational <laughs> yep. speaker. That, yeah. just, <laughs> that just blows me away because what I remember of Ted Johnson, even as a rookie, was just a monster of a middle linebacker. And that I, I can't fathom the size and toughness of a guard on the Raiders that could, like, laugh at Ted Johnson. He like, couldn't he looks fathom like how fast they were. And yeah. he was describing certain plays that they would run in college. And he's like, yeah, there were guys in college who were good, but once they got out on the edge – I could get around them yeah. and still make a play on the quarterback. He said, these guys would not only be out in front of, you know, if they were doing an RPO or they were doing some kind of an option, he said, these guards would be out in front of the quarterback and have their shoulders turned up field before I could even think about getting around them. He's like, there's no getting around those guys. Not at the speed yeah. I was used to playing. He said, the guys at Nebraska were big and strong, but they weren't fast. He said, all these guys were – it was." Like we've heard so many times, what's the biggest difference going from college to the pros or any league? What's the, what's the biggest difference in that next level? Speed. Speed. Hockey, basketball, football. Speed. Yeah. It's the speed of the game. It's and that's so why much faster. For guys like that where in the NFL where it's like one one wrong step, you know, and you're you, they got the angle on you, you're done. 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 Uh, you're leaving, Paul? Uh, I am. Okay. Are we breaking, Matt? Sure. Hi. All right. Let's do that. And we will thank our fine, fine sponsors at Bridgestone, official tire of the New England Patriots. Proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars? But picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I gotta tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. We exist to keep your body and mind moving. It's never too late to rise. Because everybody is a therabody. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. 
This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. We exist to keep your body and mind moving. It's never too late to rise. Because everybody is a therabody. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I didn't have uh, Paul having his punching bag being Iggy Azalea on my bingo card tonight. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. That wasn't from this show. No, that's unfiltered. More like a best of these rejoiners from last I'll, season. I'll love it. Great. Whatever. Iggy Azalea. What is he doing at Iggy Azalea? I don't, I don't know. So uh, Paul is uh, doing his uh, his chin wag with the uh, with the flagship right now over there on uh, the sports hub. But he will also be on the TV set tonight. Yeah, Bob's so, Discount Furniture. Yeah, so studio. for local listeners of uh, the Patriots pregame show, Fueled by Duncan, look for Paul Perillo on your, on your TV set tonight. He'll be adding his insight to the game. He does a great job with it, too. He yes, really oh, is good. They're pretty good, pretty good. Um, or, or watch the McCordy cast, the twin cast that'll be going on on uh, TV 38 if you're local. And you yeah, got, the you, meet, the Mac, the McCordys. You've got a lot of options for this game tonight. Uh, and by the way, Patriots pregame brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the reason, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. Hmm? Mm. Hmm. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Lots of fun things to do here in our wonderful state. What are we going to what are we going to talk about while uh, Paul's out of the room because he hates it? When he misses out on a good conversation. Well, I was hoping we were going to talk about Brewster's Millions, but we already we already blew through all that. So, seen any good movies lately? <laughs> so, any good books? Uh, all right. So, here's what I was planning on doing this weekend. As my wife and kids were supposed to be away earlier today, flight ended up getting delayed to the point where they just came home. Gave up. I, it didn't even get canceled. They, they, it was delayed so many hours. It was almost, they were on like 11 and a half hours of delay. They said, what's Ugh. the point? We're gonna get we're gonna get to our destination in the middle of the night. Just rebook us tomorrow. So they came home, but it is still my hope to go see Oppenheimer over oh, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. No one else is interested in seeing it in my house. So uh, I have you seen it? No, I haven't yet. Okay, I haven't. No. You, know you want to go to the movies? Uh, share share a big popcorn? Probably not. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> anyone seen the Barbie movie? No, no. no. <laughs> 
Do you I not go? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I know. Here comes Pink, right? Walking right back in. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Tamara's going to join in in the conversation. Have you seen the Barbie movie, of Tamara? I have. Okay, well, you're going to turn the mic on. Of course, I have. All right, how was it? So, I think you have to go with low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was expecting like, that. I'm the king of low expectations. <laughs> like, I think you can't go in there expecting this to, like, you know, win a Grammy or, you know, whatever it is for movies. Oscar, Oscar generally. Yes. Um, yeah. you, you guys, Deuce would know. Yeah. But I think it's definitely very cheesy, but it's good. Okay. I like it. All right. That's what it's I think. A chick the general, flick. like the general, cheesy but good. It's cheesy. Oh, it's sorry. cheesy but good. But don't go in there thinking like it's about to be the best no. movie you've ever. And seen. I'll I'll watch it when it comes on the the TV set. I'm not going to yeah. go to the theater for it. I, I do want to see Oppenheimer, but I was telling Deuce nobody else in my house wants to see it. So, do you go to the movies alone? Have you ever gone to the movies alone? Oh yeah, a lot. I have not. A lot when I was in LA. A lot. Also, I will yeah. say, Fred went to see Barbie before all of us in the office <laughs> went to see Barbie alone. I don't know. But okay. he's, Fred saw Barbie opening weekend before we even saw Barbie. Yeah, and he Party, said I go see every movie alone. He said the same thing. Yeah, I'm at those. You do. <laughs> I go to the last showing at night by yeah. myself. I yeah. love it. I mean, I've only done it a handful of times, but you can really watch the movie. The last time I saw it, my son and his friend were in another theater, and I went and, saw it, uh, went and watched The Cocaine Bear. Because oh. I wanted oh. to see the cocaine bear. Wow. Oh my God. And uh, that was the last one I saw alone. But I've seen a handful of movies. But it's a, it's a great way to watch a movie. I, don't, I mean, you don't really talk to the person. I, I don't see why it has, like, such a stigma attached to, like, you go to a movie alone. Like, well, I'm just going to sit in the dark and watch a movie for two hours. But Can I tell you, you one know. of my other favorite things to do? Hmm. Have a meal in a restaurant alone with a book. Oh, heaven. <laughs> Take a book into a re- like a sit down. Uh, people say that's like sociopath behavior. It's like, oh, if you order at the counter, you're fine. I'm like, nope. With a, with actual service at the table by myself. Love it. Book, though. I, I, I people watch. I could eat alone at a restaurant. No problem. But I like people watching. A lot of times my you wife. You can just I, sit there and mouth we, breathe and we, not have any other <laughs> sensory input. Don't you like to eavesdrop though in restaurants? That's some of my favorite stuff is like when you identify like a first date going on or something and then you kind of, you know, clock it a little bit. My hearing is not good enough. Nah. Get the Whisper mm-hmm. 2000 and get right over there. Well, I, I got mean, an app for it. I think it's 25 years of wearing headphones for a minimum of four hours a day that, that, that tends to that, screw up your hearing. That will do it. That really? will do it. I can't do it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Be careful. Okay. All right. Just keep the volume at a reasonable level. All right. So, yes on Oppenheimer. You don't know, and you're not going to see it with me, which is fine. I'm going to go see it by myself. You should not see it. At, like, it's a long movie. I haven't seen it yet, but some people in this office went to go see it at, like, a 9-10 showing, and I'm like, you guys are insane. Oh, you no. got out at, like, 1230. No, 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 no. Too long. I, I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't start that movie at past 6 p.m. Yeah, it's no, late. I wouldn't do it. No, I'm an early to bed type of guy. Same. All right. Well, we've exhausted the movie right, talk. We, I we guess we'll get back football, to the football. We'll do it. We got preseason game number one tonight here at Gillette Stadium. Um, just for people, because the, this is something <laughs> that, that the people who ask, um, I've been asked about the lighthouse and the video board Ooh. already mm. this okay. season because I've yeah. been down here for camp, and I tell them the video board appears to be done. I think so. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is complete. Lighthouse. Getting there. Nearing completion. Mm-hmm. Just needs a hat. Both very impressive. Yeah. The very impressive structures. That video board. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. 
ridiculous. It is. I'm only sad that just I can't see the foliage out of the press box anymore. Like, I kind of always enjoyed. You had a little opening through that area, and I could always look out. You know, football, foliage, fall, friends. Sure. Football. Right. F words. Uh, you know, and now Faith, I can't family, see it. family, <laughs> foliage, football. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now, now I got the board, and that's fine. It'll probably, probably help me see things a little bit better. But I'll, I'll miss the, you know, seeing out the stadium. I like that. Well, it'll actually help you see the game because that press box, uh, press box angle that you guys get up there, not uh, great. No, no. It's, it's, it's not. a catty corner. I, yeah, it's way up high, and it's kitty corner up there, and it's just... I got binoculars, though. Sorry. Don't, don't worry. worry. I'll be okay. So um, we'll get a chance to see that tonight. We'll get a chance to see... Probably some of this offense functioning with a new offensive coordinator. That has been a big topic so of the preseason. I like that you use the word functioning. <laughs> because Let's, uh, go ahead and say it. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt anybody's uh, feelings. No, I mean I'm it was saying. dysfunctional. Yeah, oh, last it, year. oh, it was, and it was I think that it's like the theme. If you like listen closely to the press conferences this year, this preseason, yeah. they've been like normal. Like it's been the words normal has been used a lot. The words like trust communication like on the same page like those words have been used a ton yeah and it's like i feel like that's for good reason because last year a lot of those things were missing and without turning it into an indictment of last year or the decisions to to run the offense the way they did last year i just think it is you know mr positive here you know pre-game a preseason game number one it's a great step in the right direction that Mm -hmm. you've got you know You've got a big change in the way the team runs from that standpoint. And maybe my uh, eyes were just telling me what my brain wanted to see, but it looked good even in training camp. Like the way they moved through plays, the Mm -hmm. way plays were communicated. There wasn't a lot of standing around with a couple of different coaches, faces buried in a play sheet talking about stuff. It's just no yeah. things just yeah. kinda move. They just kinda float. Yeah, it's that's it's a good point. It just it's it seems like they're with have move with purpose. And yes. it, and it kinda struck me from the first time we got to talk to Bill O'Brien this spring and it was just you know, it's the presence he has. He's a former, you know, college coach at Penn State. He coached the Texans for a long time. He just instantly has that kind of presence about him and it carried over onto the field. You can just see it's like I don't want to call him a mad scientist. He's just, <laughs> but he just looks like he knows what he's doing. He's got a plan. He knows what he's looking for. Um, you know, he's largely left alone um, to do it. And you know, so far, it's you know, it hasn't looked always great. And yeah. I don't think that you can expect it to look always great in training camp through you know two weeks and whatever they've had four padded practices. Right. Um, but you see the progress, and I think that that's what you know you, you're kind of hoping for when they get to the joint practices. That you know, all right, we're going to start to see a little bit more, but. I, I still don't think you can truly judge what it's going to look like or how it's going to be until you get into the games. And that's really when, you know, Bill O'Brien comes with the advantages he comes with, all the experience and, you know, the ability to put defenses in a bind. You know, the things that they're not trying to do in practice yeah. where they're like, we, all right, let's run this play. Whereas, all right, this is what the defense is giving us right now. We're going to – you know, I remember a famous clip with, with, with Bill O'Brien back uh, when he was originally with the team. Um, you know, saying something the fact they'd be real hard to cover Randy on this one, real hard to get to Randy on this one. You know, he just knows that strategy. And so I think those things are are all real positive. And, you know, it seems like him and Mac are working well together. And, you know, it's just once we get to that first game, I think that's when we'll really start to see. All right. What's what's it really going to look like when it's the other team's defense is trying to make plays, too? And, you know, you're, you're able to kind of spin the dial a little bit on. Them. I feel like the fans were also really excited about the change, too. I mean, like the numbers at training camp, like I feel like it was those first really couple, good. Those first couple of days were outstanding. And then there was that weird day where it was the nicest day. It may have even been yeah. like day three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where, and 
I'm like, where is, is everybody? <laughs> this is the day to be here. Yeah, yeah. But the number the numbers were good, and I think the irony with Bill O'Brien is because I've heard this a lot too. His offense being described as complex, yeah. and it's a complex offense. And you know, Max got a lot to learn, and Bailey's had a lot to learn, and the receivers and the offensive line, all this stuff. But even with the the added complexity, it looks smoother, and things appear. I'm not saying they're completing every pass, and believe me, the offensive line is mm-hmm. still an issue. You see a lot of those reps in training camp where it's like, oh, he would have been croaked there. You know, they're not sacking the quarterback, obviously. But at least the plays are getting off, and they're moving through the play even with the added complexity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would just and say, that's too, the like, irony. like, no, like, false starts or – huddle back up like yeah. those those things haven't been happening they or look, confusion you know, right like, like they you know i mean there have been a couple moments here or there where like no down there like you know getting guys lined up that kind of stuff but you know there just aren't the the, the pre-snap brain farts which is something that happened in games last year and something that you know they just have to avoid this year they have to be more disciplined i'd even flip it over to the other side of the ball with the defense where you know, last week we saw them we saw them take a lap suddenly and, and I think what we were able to kind of infer was that it was a, a substitution problem. And, you know, you talk about some of the problems with the offense last year. That was, you know, some of the problems with the defense last year, having the right guys on, making sure that, you know, we have the right number of guys on the field, the right guys, in, you know, in packages on the field. So um, overall, I think those aspects of the coaching, it's just it's it's been smooth. You know, there haven't been a lot of screw ups and obvious mistakes where, oh, God, everybody's taking a lap. That one lap by the defense, you know, stood out as, as the as the only time it's really happened. Paul, how was the chin wag? Uh, it was good. Good. Uh Good getting my feet wet. First one of the year. Uh, new crew. No more Beetle. Jim Murray now in uh, for Beetle. Yeah, Beetle's going to work like four games or something this year. Yeah, I, I had heard um, about that. I had talked to I had talked to him about that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he is unbelievable in that one. Um, all right, no, no, I'm fine though. Um, and we did talk about. Yeah, I know you like to know what you missed. We talked about uh, the movies Barbie and Oppenheimer. I have I have moment. not seen either one. There yet. you go. So That's you okay. would have been as much help as Deuce was. <laughs> <laughs> you saw them both? No, I didn't see either one, but oh. then I invited him to go see Oppenheimer with me, uh, and he told me to kick rocks. Yeah, I shot him down. He said he, he, you don't want to see it? I don't date. No, I don't know. He oh, doesn't I, want to go to the movies with me. I said, well, well I would love to. I, I said, say. well, go, like Saturday night, we'll go to the movies together. I'm going to yeah. be alone this weekend. You'll probably like, make me golf, though, and you'll be like, well, let's just get a quick round of 18. And I'm like, I don't golf, and you know, and then we got a whole thing on our hands. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Like uh, this one friend of mine invited me to play in this tournament and then told me after the fact it's a 7 a.m. shotgun start, like an hour and a half from my house. And I'm oh. like, after I already agreed to do it. I think it's 7.30. <laughs> oh, was this person in the room? 7.30 shotgun start. Like, it might as well be in Maine. I know, it's um, so far from my house. <laughs> I know I'm you're like, not going to believe this, but as, as God is my witness, when I did invite you, I did not remember it being a 730 start yeah so for a shotgun it's like you got to be there like seven minimum plus you got to get out to like what like the sixth hole or something in the middle well, of that's nowhere where the shotgun start like you gotta be there early out there like can't even go to the t uh, the first t right whatever, whatever well you get the carts all in the same place there deuce <laughs> but you gotta drive don't, them, don't right? start <laughs> <laughs> sorry don't i'm, not, I'm not gonna play on your golf side of the street i'll step away <laughs> um let's go to todd in north carolina joining us now in the patriots pregame show fueled by duncan 855 pats 500 hi todd what's up like everybody says i love the consistency with you there hardy and i also like the fact that uh, we're getting the girls in there that's nice to hear too so i just want a one quick question for each of you to answer what could you see today that would make you go hey 
I think we got something there. And that's it. Ooh, that's all that's I want to hear. Thank good guys. question. Bye. Good question. I like that. One thing you could see today, and and with the caveat of who's most likely to be out there playing, say, oh, I think we got something there. Uh, Keon White, man amongst boys. Okay. That's a good one. How about Chad Ryland? Uh, a little Jiminy Glick in him on that. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Tell us more. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Tell me with your football acumen. I don't, I don't Tell know. Me more. It's a Martin Short character. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but that made me laugh. <laughs> oh my God, um, it's hysterical. I, I'm going to go with Chad Ryland. Yeah. Chad Ryland just uh, being nails tonight. Um, talked a little bit about the the differences in the wins uh, inside the stadium. I think it's going to be sloppy. I think there'll be good. A good testing weather conditions tonight what? for a rookie kicker. I think it's supposed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what exactly what it is tonight, but I think it's supposed to rain heavily. I think there's going to be some wind in the stadium. First, t- first game ever. If he comes out of that and says makes like three field goals and uh, you know four or five kicks all together, extra points, field goals. All right. I, I think you'd say okay. We got yeah. we got a good good young rookie kicker here. Can yeah. I ask uh, you, uh, Patriots insider fellas, a uh, question about somebody that I I thought I may have had a bit of an answer on so far, but I got nothing. Mm. You got anything on Mike Kosicki? Good. I mean, good couple of days recently, kind of quiet start to camp. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, one I couldn't tell you when he was out there in the first in the I don't two think weeks I was there. I don't think he'll play tonight. I don't yeah. think he's going to play tonight. But is it? Has he done anything? Uh, last, last couple, couple of days, days, he's had he's had a couple one-handed catches um, oh. that were that were pretty. He's gotten open uh, a little bit. I uh, love the one-handed catches when you, it's perfectly plain that you could get the second hand up there. <laughs> but you choose not to. The two no, that he made, yeah. the two that he made this week, he no. had no no shot. To, no. They were impressive catches. Okay, but right. the, what I like more than those catches, because I mean the the second one was an incredible catch, by the way. Um, I, I just thought he showed up a little bit more conventionally, getting open, yeah. little routine pitches and catches, some some, uh, some quick outs, some little uh, curl routes. You, you like to call them? He's sit, sit, sit route, pitch, sit, uh, pit, yeah, you know, yeah. some of those that you you kind of see, you know. Yeah. Um, I I think the last t- Monday, Tuesday, yeah, those are the last two days we got to see, yeah, so, start to see him a little bit more. Start okay. to see, like I think Hunter Henry's been their best player offensively in camp. It's one of my uh, questions here for you that I wanted to get to. Give me your best three Patriots players projected, not just from what you've seen in camp, but who oh. are your best three players on the team right now? Uh, okay. Start well. with Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's been really active and just gets a ton of targets when he's doing all the practice. There was times where they were kind of managing him, but he looks like a beast again. I think he'll be, he'll be really involved. So he is him. one of your best three players on the Patriots. The yes. best three players on the Patriots. The that's best a, that's three. a heavy question. It's yeah. a heavy question. I'm Matthew a, Judon would yeah. be one. To Matthew me. Judon is number is number one for me. I believe yep. he is your best overall football player on the team right now. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to steal your Ramondre Stevenson okay. as one of my three. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pair up two and three. It gets a little tougher when you get to three, isn't it? I've got one, but I don't I, I'm more interested in what you guys have to say. I mean, it's it's tough. I, I I could go. I could maybe be positive and say Uche um, could mm. maybe be in the mix. Um, Juwan Bentley maybe could be in that mix. I'm going to say Kyle Duggar. That's mine, Kyle Duggar. But it is a conversation, and I think it is notable that I'm hope and I I'm hopeful that you know Mac Jones or one of the receivers, one of the linemen, one of the line, <laughs> Trent Brown ends up being a guy that it. It should be Trent Brown, 
Um, and hopefully it will be Mac Jones. will be one of your top three guys here midway through the season. But right now, you're probably going with a couple of defensive guys and Ramondre. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And I think you could look at that a couple of different ways and say that's not a great thing, that you can't really come up with three three mm-hmm. guys easily. But – Maybe you could look at it and say, I, "Well, I have I, I have a hard time narrowing it down to three. You know, <laughs> you know, like if if health, you know, I, I think there's a, a question mark, and that's the problem with a lot of the the things the Patriots are trying to do. There's a lot of ifs, right? Um, healthy, fully healthy, can Christian Barmore be one of those three guys? Yeah, I mean. I love the guy coming out, but I, I have to be—I have to be completely honest. In two years, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I know it's one of those ones. I see it flashes. Should be. It should be. Yeah, I but see flashes of ability that I saw at Alabama, but I haven't seen it consistently. I just think there's a number of guys on defense that you could highlight as potential guys. I mean, I think you know, I said Bentley, sure. Jonathan Jones. I mean, you know, they're all kind of right there. I just. I think it's more of a on the offensive side of the ball. It's hard to really make an argument for and anybody past. Uche, Uche got elevated by the way, by his play at the end of last season. Yeah, I I'm think. not and nearly I, as high on Uche. Well, yeah. I I just like it, just take it easy with the recency bias because you know there there wasn't a lot being said about him. Period through ten weeks. Well, I mean twelve weeks. This time last year, he was kind of feeling a little bit busty. Oh, I thought you meant. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, he's very cut. Uh, no, that, that, he that. had a great second half of the year. I think uh, he, puts, he, puts now him, he puts himself in position that if he can duplicate that, he's going to get paid big time right. as a, uh, an edge rusher coming up back-to-back double-digit sack seasons. Let's talk about guys getting paid, specifically the player that we just mentioned here moments ago, Judah. With the uh, new contract, yep. um, you know, I had a couple of million guaranteed. Uh, now it is much more, 12, 13. I mean. They took some from next year and they moved it into this year. Right. So, but it is more money. Yeah. It is more money that he is he is making. Yeah, it went from about 12 and a half to 14. Okay. Guaranteed. Now he can make more than that. He can, I think he make, can make up to 18. But it, it, it was uh, enough of a bump to where. Any talk of a hold in, which was a, a nice phrase I, I, you know, heard bandied about during the, you know, first couple of weeks of training camp. He'd be out there for warm ups, and then he was like, "Hey, where did where Judon go?" And conveniently, yeah. the day after that news broke, he had about seventeen sacks in practice that day. <laughs> How'd you feel about everything? Just the timeline, the actual <laughs> deal. Uh, what, what do you What do you make of it? We'll, we'll start with uh, ahead, Mike, Mike. Defense do so. Yeah, I mean. Deserved. I mean, you know, he's they signed him to a free agent deal. Not all those worked out. He's one that did work out. Now, you know, has it, you know, been great game one to game 17? Maybe there has been some tail off, but he, I mean, he's obvious. When you said his name, there's no question. Matthew Judon's kind of the face of the Patriots right now, and keeping him happy uh, is, is a key thing. I mean, you know, I, I like Uche, but there's a huge drop off after Judon, huge drop off. So he's really valuable to them. Uh, and we'll see. We're probably going to do this dance again next year. Yeah, I, I really liked it because of the reasons why Mike said. I, you know, he, he signed a big contract. I mean, he did. they did not get him on a team-friendly deal when they signed him. But as much as they paid for him, he immediately outperformed that based on the market. Yep. And I think the Patriots rightly went to him and worked with him a little bit. And I, and I think that's ideally how you want your team to – you know, you want your team, like, spending like drunken sailors – but you also don't want your team to take advantage of a situation like that. Yeah. You want to make sure they keep 
the personnel happy too. So I, I was really happy when they came to that agreement. I was trying to justify his, well, let's just call it a drop-off in play at the end of last season by theorizing that, yeah, once teams get a chance to see him once and maybe they're double-teaming that side of the field and maybe they're giving him more attention, it was uh, Johnson once again has said, no, don't let him off the hook that easily. He was not impressed, uh, thought it was uh, unnecessary to rework the contract. I said, don't you think, you know, he's the best player out there? He's hmm. like, I think he is, and I don't think Ted thinks he's a bad player, but there is – uh, at least a few people who think it would have been okay for him to continue to play for that same money, and that, like you said, Paul, it wasn't a team-friendly deal that he ended that he signed in the first place. No, so they gave him good money. They gave him good money. I I just think he is, and I I ultimately disagreed. I think he's good enough. He did earn it, and quite frankly, you need him, and yeah, and you need him happy I and engaged, th- and and yeah, and, and, that to yeah. me is the bottom line. That's why I was happy with it. Right. I can you can you afford to not have Matthew Judon playing well this season? No, and I mean and just and even off the field like, you know, like his press conferences, the energy he brings to this team, like it's he brings like a lot guy. of fun to this team and and you know with his personality. Now, what I would worry about because you know you guys know me, I tend to worry about what's going to happen and not what's already happened. Uh, I just look at the similarities between the Gilmore situation a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when you know, Gilmore outperformed his contract, which also was a top-of-the-market contract when he signed it. And then a couple of years later, it was team-friendly suddenly, right? So they gave him some money from the following year, and they gave it to him up front. And then the next year is when he did the hold-in thing, and they ended up trading him. Yeah. So that would worry me down the road now. Is this going to be like a contract year for for Judon, even though he has another year left after this? And see, but what I would worry about, too, is just that Judon – when Judon, he's not going to contribute to this team when they're ready to be back and contending. You know, I don't think that they are this year whoa, or whoa, next whoa, year this away. Guy. You know, like Gosh. that's, I mean, he's he's getting up there. You know, like like you're you're kind of getting peak Judon. Like you're hoping you're sticking with the peak right now because he's getting old. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to tail off a little bit. So that's a concern for me is, is he going to be part of the future here? Probably not. So how much, you know, do you want to expend on that? Or do you want to let somebody else come in and maybe themselves well like paul i also uh, tend to worry about what could happen and call it playing that tape to the end i'm a little worried about what's going to happen just in terms of dates and prior commitments with another player on the defense and that's jack jones who hmm. i was surprised to to find it appears to be in the good graces of the team right now he's out there practicing he's doing everything he's going to have some conflicts i believe starting with the green bay game yep. he has a court Next date week. coming up yep were you surprised to see him out there as a full participant and doing everything? And and what do you make of that situation, Paul? I think it's a little odd. Um, I was surprised that they didn't release him. But when they didn't release him, I wasn't overly surprised to see him on the field at practice. Now, I would say that what they did was they sort of middled it. And we're not supposed to really talk about starters and whatever, but he's generally been with the backups. He hasn't really taken a ton of reps with – the, the rest of the guys that are yeah. going to be going Until be Jonathan Jones went down, he was, you know. Right. So I, I do think they're kind of middling it in terms of we got to keep him ready and sharp, but we also have to plan for life in case we're not going to have him. See, I, I, and I understand what you're saying. That's a good point. To me, middling it would have been, okay, you're still on the team. You're still getting paid 
something, but you're not playing until this thing is settled. That would be the ultimate middling it in not we're not going to release you, but you can't be out of your playing football Damn. with this That's hanging over point. your head. That's a good so point. To me that that's something I, I thought would have been a likely scenario. It didn't end up happening. And then there was the issue of him leaving practice one day. That was odd. Yeah. Let me tell you. That was really th- odd. The whole thing is odd where it's like, what team am I watching here? The team where, you know, something like this happens. The guy's, you know, participating with the twos. Okay. Not necessarily as a starter, but also a guy who has some kind of an issue with another player or a coach or something leaves practice voluntarily and then is allowed to return? Yeah. I, I th- The thing with, with Jack Jones to me that I don't really understand is, in, in, Mike, you can correct me. That day that he left, we sort of all inferred that he made this play, he got up, he was celebrating, and maybe he was a little overzealous, got yelled at, and told to leave. I don't think he was told to leave. I think he, I think he just got yelled at and left. Yeah. I think. Well, because he came back. So, I mean, if he was told to leave and then he came back, like I that's what right? Like But it's weird. I how do you how do you leave of your own volition, if that's the right word? And <laughs> then caveat. And then if that's <laughs> the right word. And then be allowed to come back. I I I don't know. I mean, it was just, I, I mean, it, it was, was it was weird. I don't know it was we- more weird. I mean, we've seen guys get kicked out of practice we've seen guys walk off the field you know jabril pepper's got his ha- hand around him and you know talking to him i just never seen anybody come back out like I i've know. never seen that happen before and I then he know. just kind of stood there watching you know all the players said oh it's you know he's a competitive guy and and it's in the past now but it's just hard to say this is a kid that you know fell to whatever round he was in fourth round i think like yep because of off the field issues my multiple off the field issues in college ended last season suspended then got the this issue with the airport, and then storms off. And so it's like, at what point is it just this is too much? Like so. I, so when I say that I'm surprised that he didn't get cut when he got arrested, obviously you're going to get some blowback from Patriots fans and and whatnot. And I understand that. You know, you want your players, you want your team to sort of figure out a way to make it work. That's why I was surprised. It's it's not because just because of what he did, which I think is ridiculously serious, and so many people just gloss over it. Who, who hasn't made a mistake? That's not a mistake. But when you draft a guy in the fourth round with two X's already, you know, two strikes, one more and you're out, and then he proceeds to get suspended, arrested, and has some sort of issue at practice, when is the third strike coming with this guy? Because to me, it just seems there's an air of inevitability. It's coming. You're going to have to cut him. So you might as well just cut him. I, I mean, that's assuming that he's not on his second strike on his second time up. I think he's already struck out once. So, I just, yeah, and can he, can, can he play? Yeah, I yeah. think he has some ability. I don't think he's as good as people make him out to be. I think he gambles on every single pass, and sometimes he looks good on it. You know, I think there's been a lot of comparisons to J.C. Jackson. I don't see it. I don't. I don't remember J.C. Jackson jumping every single route to get his interceptions. Um, I think J.C. I think this guy might have more ability than J.C. Jackson, but I think J.C. Jackson was more consistent. Yes, and the way he plays, he's going to be a, a, a high risk, high reward kind of kind of player, and I'm not sure that's what you want. Uh, we're looking at warm ups right now, by the uh, way. Uh, are we? We don't have the monitor on. I know the, the monitor hasn't been on. 
Oh. Okay. All right. Do we need a new monitor? Because those can be had at BJ's for eleven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's eleven. I think it's eleven ninety five with tax. <laughs> Seriously, but, I mean, I, I buy. Uh, I bought we, a. We're uh, missing opportunities to get all the new numbers, Deuce. <laughs> Can you I brought, tell me the power cord? By the converter oh, yeah, probably yeah. costs more than the monitor. I bought a 50-inch version, same brand, and it cost me $15. So, all right, I'm glad it's a converter. Um, yeah, looking out there. So apparently we're going to have some weather to deal with tonight. There's lo- I got a little rain coming in here. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's a little something to – Conditions. I mean, it's it's been a great training camp, though. You were out there, Hardy. I mean, Will's first few days were just, I mean, crisp, gorgeous. He's, he's plugging things in. Don't worry about it. A little close. Him. Look away. Uh, a little close. <laughs> but, yeah, now here in the last you know couple of days, we're getting some, some rain real gross last week. There, was one, there was one really hot day. There was one really windy day. And then there was one cold day. We're up on that platform. You got, I think Chilly. you guys were done by then, but, I, like, needed a jacket <laughs> and a hoodie <laughs> and my muff. And I didn't have any of those things. <laughs> you didn't have your muff? I did not have my muff. Um, what a shame. Right. So – during camp, there was a lot of talk from one show in particular here in town. Paul shows about one of my shows. <laughs> one of your shows, yes, yes, your show, Bailey Zappi, <laughs> and how he was. You know, there was a competition, and how the numbers were the same, and it was Bedard who gave like, yeah. you know, a retort. The, the, the retort, <laughs> and it was kind of a harder one, but he was absolutely right. He's like. Come to practice. Actually witness a practice, and you may not be saying the same thing. I did not think, and everybody, unless you've got a clear-cut, you know, all-pro starting quarterback, I think everybody likes the idea of a quarterback competition because it raises the level for both guys. Bill Belichick likes that. Belichick likes it. Well, he dislikes quarterbacks. (laughs) So, you know, to see them, you know, in some kind of a contest probably pleases him. But I, I liked the idea of a quarterback competition. I didn't see one. Uh, from I would say second day of camp, I, I saw Bailey Zappi. I thought he did a fine job. I saw Mac Jones, and I said, there's a guy who looks like, I don't know if he's going to be great. I don't know if he's going to win you 10 games, but he looks like he can go start a game in the NFL tomorrow. Yeah, the it, way you he know, handled himself on the field, and to me – I I never saw much of a competition. And, and, you know, some of the stuff that we're showing now, you see he's fully dressed tonight, you know, ready to go. I don't think we'll see him, but um, I just think it's what Bill Belichick likes to do. He wants to make sure that everybody's ready to go, whether they're playing or not, and none of that. Uh, what did Sean Payton say? None of those bucket hats on the side. None of the Gilligan hats. Huh, Sean no Payton. Gilligan hats on the sideline. Um, with, with Matt, I would agree with you. There's been no competition. I would – Say not necessarily based on performance. Oh. I would say if you watched all the practices, I'm with Deuce. Deuce and I have been talking about this every day with Evan Lazar. It's clear. I mean, it, Mac Jones is the starter. It, it there has been no competition. It's the quote unquote front front line guys, the starter guys. He's with. He starts every every drill. He throws to those guys every day. Um, Zappy gets a lot of reps too. I think for the most part. The performances have been pretty similar. I think really? I think Monday and Tuesday, Zappi took a clear step back. Zappi was not as good this week as he was last week. Yep. But I think that the offense in general has been kind of meh. Sporadic. Like, yeah, there's been they've had their moments. 
Um, I thought there was one day, I don't know, I want to say maybe last Thursday, um, where they really cl- started clicking. Mm-hmm. You know, the red zone, They were th- it was like touchdown yeah, after touchdown in the excited. red zone. Both guys. I thought yeah. Zappi was throwing some really, really good passes in tight quarters. They had that one in the corner um, to Juju mm-hmm. uh, on the, the quick one. Pretty. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know, some some good connections. I think they both had their moments. I think clearly Mac Jones is the starter, well, just by the way they've conducted practices. Do you connect it at all to what we saw when how they divided up the reps when Cam Newton was here and Mac was here that summer where it was yeah. kind of weird? Where that was different. Like Cam took like one one set of reps right at the beginning, and then it was like all Mac. Like it but was Mac with the same guys that Cam yeah. was with. Zappi hasn't had very many of those opportunities. Okay, yeah. so that's a, that's a great way of looking at it and probably a uh, – a more definitive way of saying who the starter. I to me, it's not a question of who the starter is. I'm just I'm surprised that you didn't think Mac looked better. I mean, he he seems he to, has he, he has throws with he he throws the ball and runs the offense and everything he does with more conviction. I think than Bailey Zappi. Zappi. Yeah. And again, not all these stats. I are get co- that. Not all no, these completions I get, I get are what you're created yeah. equal. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, you know. Max twelve for fourteen one day, and and Zappy's eleven for thirteen. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, they're neck and neck. I'm like, <laughs> some of these are screens out to the, the flat biggest thing that are no, just right. like, so what? And I don't blame you guys for doing because I understand why. Like, Big Jim Murray's putting it in his update, and you're doing it in your update. You know, that's what that's what the fans want to hear. Like, I, I'm not making fun of anybody, but the biggest disservice that we as a media core do is chart all this crap every single day. It's completely and utterly meaningless for the, the reasons that you just said. Right. Like, some days are defensive days. The ball's not necessarily, you know, some days you can clearly see the defense will be right in position and then they stop and let the ball get caught. Right. Uh, some days it's all screens and checkdowns, while the other guy is trying to force it into double coverage downfield because he's supposed to, you know, and it goes down as bad throw. I, I think if you... The way you put it, like in terms of conviction, running things, I think if you look more conventionally, Mac is the guy. Right. I think if you watch sometimes, Mac will pull the ball down and run it, whereas Zappi will move around and throw a sidearm pass. And it doesn't look all that good sometimes, but he's trying to make a play. Who's to say which one is right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you ask me who who's looked better, I would say it's Mac Jones. Yeah. I don't think it's all that different. To be honest with you, though, huh. I would say Mac Jones is better, but I, but not if you I wouldn't. Think, mind. I, I think it's one of those deals. Like if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But you wouldn't mind getting a look at Zappy. I think. I think like I'm. I'm. I'm of the opinion. I'd love to see Zappy just get a chance. Not to say I'm rooting for the quarterback competition. I'd just like to see him get an opportunity with some of those upper level guys, just to see what it looks like. But I think you nailed it with Mac will tuck it and run, and Zappy will try. A sidearm, you know, sideline bomb. And sometimes it looks like crap when he does it. Like, he's definitely – and I got got to talk to him yesterday a little bit about this as part of – What are you talking all these players for? The TV production stuff. That's why he won't (laughs) – that's why he's saying Like, what's going on? Paul's back in the locker room all of a sudden? He just talked to him yesterday. (laughs) No, but, like, just part of some of the the ways he talked – you know, he's he's worked a lot of – he's small. Like, he's like, listen, I wish I was 6'5". Yeah. But I'm not. And, you know, know, Tom – you know, he talked about how Tom could stand in the pocket and have these picturesque mechanics because he could throw over the line. He goes, I got to find a way to, to throw around it and through it. And he, he said he has worked a lot on some of those arm angles. It's and shown. Things. I mean, and, it's, and sometimes yeah. I'm telling you, the, the accuracy just goes 
when yeah. he does it. Well, that's that's a big thing Paul points out, and I think you're totally right about is Zappy struggles with some of the you know just like the little underneath crossers. Like Mac doesn't miss those. No, but sometimes Zappy, you know, either he can't see it or he goes you know different arm angle and it, it looks a little bit more clunky, but. Yeah, I'm excited for joint practices, though. I think that you'll get a little bit more sense of those guys. And to your point, I hope we get a chance to see Zappy um, a little bit more often in those joint practices with yeah. with and against better, a better players. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, we're going to be – I'm sorry, what's that? Yeah, we'll get to the over You want to do the over-unders right now? Marine Matt, let's do it, buddy. No big whoop. It's time for this week's edition of Over-Unders. You're over me? When are you under me? Marie Mack, kind enough to put the season totals from last season. Yes, why don't we read um, those? Oh, no, I, I, think we, I we didn't update the numbers. Oh, that's why. And yeah, Paul did win, though. Oh. Oh. What Paul, you, you did about? win last year. I just didn't update the numbers. Those are, are actually about? the numbers from week 17. Oh. oh. Did I win? It's a, oh, well, no, week 18. You were, you know you were, I mean? uh, I'm looking at the numbers right now, and Paul and I tied, and Deuce came in second. So Correct. What was, so what was Deuce doing? Then uh, then the final week happened. Hardy. And if you add those numbers on top of these numbers, Paul I won. understand how math works. <laughs> I'm saying if that is the case, I don't have any evidence of it. I tied for the win. I've got the evidence in that room. Oh, well, that's a great place for it. Whatever. All, All right. right. It's a new season. Let's begin. Bailey Zappy series one and a half. Hey, I guess I'm up first. Hey, let's start it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. I don't think I don't think a ton over, but I'd say two at least two or three. Mm. Series of an entire series. I'm gonna go over. We're going backwards. Oh, sorry. Yeah, going. what did you go with? I went over. Over. Paul? Why are we going backwards? I don't know. Oh, I Hardy usually goes screw, last. I huh? guess I screwed yeah. up. Uh, that's okay, Hardy. I, you know, it's preseason. We set, set, we set he, the pace, Hardy. If he goes under, though, shenanigans. <laughs> and we call it all off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. No, I'm going to go uh, over as well. I think he, he has two series. Today. Okay. All right. Good. I haven't screwed it up because I think if he goes, uh, he opens the series and goes 11 plays, 75 yards touchdown. I think I think we lose. Yeah, you lose. Pierre Strong rushing yards, 50 and a half. Hi, Paul. I think it's you. I'm going to take the under on that. I don't think he will um, be out there long enough to get 50 and a half yards, unless he breaks off a long run, which happens in the preseason, Mike. Worst run defense last year. You just talked me into it. I'm going over. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go under. Paul Perillo TV appearances in the first half, one and a half. I have some inside information on this. Pound. The over. Absolutely <laughs> bet the house on the over for Paul Perillo TV appearances. One of the guys you work with didn't even know if I was still on the broadcast. <laughs> well, you told me you're going to be on a lot more than, than <laughs> I, once. I didn't say that. You said they said better, I better be. They better be. <laughs> I, I'm going over, too. they got to get more than one and a half sh- with Paul on this one. But in the first half now. Yeah. Fourth quarter is usually the time you, for me to show. They're shine. only going to go to you once in the whole first half? Like, what are you doing there? It's Just Malik Cunningham sponsored us. by Paul Perillo. <laughs> Uh, I will take the over of myself. I have to bet on myself. <laughs> Good. Bet on yourself. Total team points for the Patriots, 16 and a half. Yikes. Back to you, Deuce. Oh, I'm going to start positive. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I want to see some points scored tonight. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go over as well because I cannot possibly root for a game where one team point. does not score 16 points. 16 and a half. Yeah, uh, it's not a great thing to root for, but you know me. The action is the juice, <laughs> so I'm going under. Number of Jaws references in the postgame, one and a half. <laughs> oh, There's zero oh, for the pregame, right? 
Yeah, we well, stuck we to mentioned the movie Jaws. We stuck to Brewster's Millions, but I think it would have been one. Yeah. If we went for the because we did mention Jaws once, but I'm going to say under. Um, although that's something that can easily be man- manipulated <laughs> by the host. <laughs> Anybody? We all have a live mic. Jaws, Jaws, Jaws. Right. Does that put it over? <laughs> if he does that. No. Okay. They yeah. have to be. How about it's got to be in context. Yeah, we have to talk. We have to actually right. talk about. Has to be a good reference. Just ah, to talk to about it. Sense. Just to yeah. show you, yeah. I'm going under also. All right, I'm going to go over, but I won't cheat. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. let it be organic, and you know, I have to bring it up. Like somebody crushes a beer can, you know, something like that. I got to bring it up. Yeah. Fine, <laughs> Mr. Hooper. And as always, we end with the total score of 36 in a hay. Is this me? No. Back to no. Mm, well, I hate that. <laughs> well, we're waiting. <laughs> I have to go under. I'm I'm taking the pads at under 16 and a half. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under too. I think the Pats will score, but maybe not the Texans. Over. Come on. All right. No, it's more fun to root for. That's for sure. But yeah, you know, you I know the book. The book they always they always pad this thing for the over because the betting public loves the over. <laughs> that number is artificially inflated. I believe it. All right. Oh, wow. Very good. By the way, either one of you seen the After the Bite documentary on uh, on HBO or Max, as it is now called? After the Bite. After the uh, fatal shark attack Cape Cod a few years ago, and, and they, they did a documentary about sharks on Cape Cod. It's oh. a 90 minute full length documentary. Talks a lot about seals, talks a lot about the shark tagging, a lot about the beaches. The beaches will be open. The, uh, there is a, there is a guy that may as well be the mayor. Really, he's just from like, What are you gonna do? He's like, the yeah, sharks here. Those beaches will be open. Yeah. How can you do an hour and a half though? It's like the seals are here, the sharks are here. I th- my Stay biggest criticism of <laughs> my biggest criticism of it is it could have been three hours long. They could have done three one hours. Did you see the, the so video much. that was making the rounds like a week ago of the swimmers? Yeah. And paddle oh yeah, and, they're and like the right shark there. was inside it. Yeah. Like, which is more common, I guess, than uh, what, like years oh, yeah. a, years ago sharks when we were everywhere. down like North Carolina, and a friend of my sister's is a. Mar- a real marine biologist, not a not, George not Costanza. A Costanza. <coughs> and I was asking him about sharks because I'm a simp. And, <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, there's your shark. And this was after we were all out of the water and we were down there like at dusk. And there was a shark swimming in that same manner in about the same amount of water. Like 10 feet offshore. You're right. And just going back and forth looking for like food, bait dusk. fish. And you I can't, said, can't dusk. I'm like, what kind of, what kind of shark? And again, this is a guy who knows Tiger stuff. shark. And he says, from a this what? distance, there's only two types of sharks. He goes, hammerheads and not a hammerhead. That's not a hammerhead. <laughs> he kind of like got up on his toes, and he's like, that's all we know. <laughs> but there, I said, marine what, who knew marine biologist? Life of the party. <laughs> but th- yeah, he really was. I'm like, when do you think it got here? Like at dusk, like they yeah, say? Because right. he's like, it was always there. They're just not interested. They're really not. You saw the video of that shark swimming through, you know, uh, what, 50 people? Like, could have taken a chomp out of any. But I'm not a pro shark. I'm not like, you know, I know protect saying. all that same. But it's like, really, for the most part, they're not. Yeah. They're just not. That, that's not what they're looking for. Not, not to say you should mess with one because they're ill-tempered. That's what I'm hearing. It sounds like a good this or that. Oh, we could. <laughs> we absolutely could do that. 
All right, so here's what's happening in the post game. We'll we will be back here to comprehensively break down everything. Everything you see on the field here tonight. From the players to the coaches to the scoreboard to everything that this game has to offer. Patriots first touchdown tonight. Scored by uh Kevin Harris. Hardy? Malik Cunningham. Wow. You really are negative. What? Well, counted in. That's going to be like fourth quarter. quarter. I got running around. You, th- uh, you think it's going to be the fourth quarter before we see Malik Cunningham? Yeah, at quarterback. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, what? You know what? You're right. He could catch a touchdown ah. pass in the second quarter. Um, I like Mike's pick. Just to be different, I'm going to go with Kayshawn Booty. Booty. Oh man, the fans would love that one. I, is he's a bubble guy? Isn't he? He's a oh, bubble yeah. guy. Big yeah. time bubble guy. I, are you guys as high on Douglas as the rest of the world is right now? Mike is. Paul yeah. isn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really does. And I, I, I just said, like, on the on the chin wag, that I have been very impressed with Douglas um, in that, as a rookie, I've seen over 20-plus years a lot of different examples of young receivers, young players coming in and flashing. I haven't seen a lot of examples of young receivers coming in flashing every single day, and he's done it every single day. So I've been impressed with him. But, but at the same time, I don't <laughs> think that that translates to we got our, our number one receiver, which I've heard a lot of. He's the best receiver in camp. I've heard that. Um, I'm just not that impressed with him. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and watching. Very quickly, Dom Sausage, the official steak tip of the New England Patriots. You can order them online for nationwide delivery at domsausage.com. Use promo code PATS15 for 15% off. That's promo code PATS15. We'll talk to you after the game. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.